1: That's Chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18 plus. everybody and welcome to the Math of the Brother Podcast some new brewers reviews and all the buzzing on the world of professional wrestling. I am your host, as always DM and I am joined by a very elated Alex. Oh howdy I'm gonna go shut my door real quick go to this door. Um a well, case that could um I was dying. I was quite literally dying. I had essentially I had strep throat and being the brain surgeon I chose not to go to the doctor until Friday, and that was not a good thing because um, I was pretty much fucked. I had a fever of like 98 to 100. And it was going up and down, up and down. I hadn't slept in like five days because my throat was swollen and I couldn't fucking breathe. Um, so yeah, I couldn't... So I went to work and on like no sleep at all and no patience and I was lightheaded and drugged up and all fucked up. So when it came time to Sunday... There was no getting out of bed. There, there was no, no. There was absolutely nothing. But there was a couple things I did over the weekend. I watched Backlash, and I watched a particular fight that took place. And we'll be discussing that in a little bit. We've got some things to talk about. Uh, but my week is, has been recovery week. I'm not dying. Uh, it is 42 days to my eminent um, demise. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Alex, how's your week, been? Uh,
0: it's been it's been pretty all right. Uh, uh, was Backlash this last Sunday? Last Sunday, really?
1: It, yeah. it feels like it was longer. Well, Backlash was good. Backlash was a good pay per view. In fact, it was better than the 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 UFC fight. Um, it was better than SummerSlam. I'll give it that. But it wasn't the greatest fucking show in the world because no. internet fans need to cool out. And I'm going to mention say something here, just because I can. And Alex, you might be on the same bandwagon here with me. Are you getting agitated with the wrestling fans? Uh, I've been agitated with the wrestling fans for a long time. I've noticed, and it, it's, it's happening, it's been happening for a while, but when, and we'll get to this when we get to Backlash, but when Dean Ambrose lost the title, there was nothing but... Like, anti-Ambrose anger. Like, just, everyone was just lining up to suck AJ's dick. And I'm trying to figure out, when did this happen? Like, when did the Ambrose Asylum become the heels all of a sudden? Like, when did that happen? The Fans are really starting to piss me off now. Like, they, yeah. they got what they wanted for as Dean Ambrose's champion, and then they got tired of it, and then they gave it to AJ, and, and the same thing is happening with Kevin Owens. They gave it to Kevin Owens, and now they're kind of souring on it. What do you people want?
0: Oh, I think it's just smarks are not, um, they're not pleasable. There's always going to be something to bitch about.
1: Yeah, but this goes beyond, way beyond smarks. This is just... I can I, I can just imagine what it's like to be in WWE right now. Okay, we're going to give it to Owens. They're going to cheer for a night. And then we're going to give it to somebody else, and then they'll cheer for... Like, it, it has to be fucking hard to be a face or a heel, because the fans are going to cheer and boo who they want regardless, and that's okay, but they're completely overtaking the fucking show. Uh, this is becoming a fucking epidemic where it's like, what's the point of even building storyline because they're going to fucking ruin it? Yeah,
0: it's, uh, my, uh, my very good friends are actually in a very similar, uh, uh, predicament where they're not as easily pleased as they once were. Uh, one particular friend is very hardly ever pleased, but I don't really hold that against him. He's just, he doesn't, he just doesn't like anything. That's <laughs> just how he is. Um, <laughs> and the rest just kind of, they kind of fall into that a little bit. More than I do I'm a little bit more positive towards wrestling
1: um, It's been refreshing, let me tell you Because there, I mean, there yeah. are times where I've watched it and go This is fucking stupid and horrible And then realize You know, I kind of sound like the fans a little bit I'm going to just enjoy it And then I enjoy it better That's like, I actually showed um,
0: one of my friends Your rant on uh, On uh, uh,
1: God that Final Deletion but that, and, uh, that was absolutely insane I mean, did you see the fucking thing? Fireworks and shit, and television? Y- yeah.
0: And I mean, they all like it, and uh, cause they think it, they. I mean, they think it could save wrestling, and it's like I, from what? Uh, what does wrestling need to be saved from? I think it's doing okay, and I got I kind of got this reputation for sucking WWE's dick, and it's like you guys. I guess they didn't. They weren't around when I first started watching again because I was pissed all the time. I mean, I was pissed at The Rock constantly coming in and fucking everybody up. I was pissed when people beat CM Punk. I was pissed, you know, uh, how Daniel Bryan got treated until he finally got the big one. And I think up till 2014, WWE was, n- to me, not nearly as fun. And, but since then, since we've gotten like, you know, I mean, the only, the only thing during those first, uh, couple of years I was watching, like from, I want to say, uh, 2012 to late 2014 maybe was The Shield and then The Wyatts were done alright. But The Shield were booked perfectly and they were always fun to watch. And then The Wyatts were around to kind of, you know, when they were booked okay, it was fun. But other than that, I would say WWE as a whole during that time was not amazing. But lately it's been like, I can't, I can't hate on it. I can't hate on it the last couple years because it's like, this is so much better than it could be and and you know some people will say well that doesn't mean it's good and it's like it's 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 okay to me i mean you know there's plenty of good there's a, there's enough to where i'm you know entertained and enjoying it usually i mean i think smackdown right now is is usually the more entertaining show and sometimes raw can be kind of meh but it's not anywhere in it's not anywhere near as bad as it could be, because I've seen wrestling when it's
1: awful, and this is not this is not awful. No, it's not awful. I think we're we're hitting a weird era now where the people from the attitude era, you know those hardcore fans that just they, they live 97 to 99, like that's it. That is the era that they lived in, and that was, like, the greatest time to be alive.
0: You know what's funny is the Attitude Era actually extends, like, maybe two more years, but I don't think they know
1: that. No, they don't. They completely ignore that part. Like, 99 is like, nope, that's it. That, that's as far as it goes. 2000 was a different era, and, like, they, they just can't get out of that five-year bubble. Because, and the reason why they can't get out of that five-year bubble is because that's when they got into wrestling. <laughs> just that, that five-year bubble. And then they continue to watch, and they disappear, and they say, well, it should be back to the Attitude Era. They're basically fucking millennials, is what they fucking are. They're just not happy with fucking nothing unless it's their fucking childhood. And yet these are the same people that are going to go see the remake of the Power Rangers movie. You know, I wish I could use millennials as an insult, because I love it, but I don't think...
0: I've looked up the definition. I think I might technically still fall into that age range. So... I, I don't know that I'm allowed to say it. I'm only 28, so...
1: I, I just... I, I don't know. It's and, you're, and you're,
0: what, 31 now?
1: 33. Uh, 33? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, when did that happen? Uh, a couple years ago. Um, so I'm catching up to you, Strada. Um, God, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. No, I just find it weird that there are, like, three types of wrestling fans. There's the fans that, that are like you that'll just watch... And just like what you like and do what you do and that's just, and just go along. for the- and,
0: and it's like I have a reputation for apparently loving everything that ever happens. And I just – and it's like that's not how it is. I don't think WWE is perfect. I You know, it's like
1: – You've rented before several – Yes.
0: I mean they – you know, people that haven't been on the show, I guess they just – and haven't talked to me the whole time I've been watching. They, they haven't heard – me rant, so they don't know how I really feel. They they've only seen the good from me, I guess. And
1: uh, well, you're like the Bray Wyatt of the group. You just don't yell.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm very chill. Uh, and uh, but it's like bad stuff happens. I just you know I find more joy in it than I find shit. I mean, and occasionally there'll be a shitty show. I mean. I think, uh, Raw a couple weeks ago was fucking garbage. I mean, nothing happened. I mean, the the one where Kevin Owens had his celebration, that Raw had, that, nothing happened on that Raw. No,
1: it didn't. It it really didn't. It was just, I'm the champion. Okay, now what?
0: And this, nothing fucking happened all Raw. I mean, it was like three hours of nothing. And, and I'll admit that was not good, but I think most of the time, wrestling is at least enjoyable,
1: at, at, at the least. I mean, I can sit here and argue, okay, look, from 2006 to 2011, not WWE's best, count, you know, years. Um, it, it was when Undertaker was having some of his best matches, though. Yeah, I mean, when the matches were good, they were good, but the storylines were just shit. And I will admit that, but I'm not going to sit here and just live, because I grew up from the 80s, so I'm not going to live in the fucking 80s and go, well, you know, what they should have did, you know, when you know, and what they did in the 80s and they should apply that. No, that doesn't work that way. You either fucking evolve with it or you just stop watching. You have these people that are just stuck in their bubble. They're just stuck in their bubble. They cannot get out of the Attitude Era or the um, Ruthless Aggression Era or any fucking era. They just can't get out of their fucking era. And no matter what Raw does or what WWE does, they just don't like it. Yeah, I would say it's definitely those two. We, then you have the internet group that they're just not happy at all. No, they're never happy. About and, we, I, and what they want, they're still pissed. It's like, well, what the fuck do you if, find?
0: if you want to know? Okay, like people love to say what ruined wrestling, even though I don't think anything's ruined wrestling. But if you if you really want to get down to it, who ruined or what ruined wrestling is fucking you. It's the internet. Internet has fucked up wrestling in a big way. And that's because, you know, back in the day, we didn't know everything. Does that mean it's our fault? Uh, I didn't make the internet. Oh. <laughs> I didn't do that. I just use it.
1: Uh, <laughs> you're taking the uh, Clinton stance there.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, back in the day when the, I mean, not to say that. There weren't some internet fans back in the day because this is funny. If you ever get the chance to look this up, you can look up old logs from like AOL chat rooms and wrestling forums from like from the 1990s, from really early internet, and they were bitching about the same stuff the IWC bitches about today. They were bitching about how Stone Cold and The Rock were getting pushed and they weren't ready, and and like and like this guy can't. Wrestle, and it was all the same shit. And so it's like these fans have always existed. It's just the internet has gotten so big, it's become widespread. And like way back when we didn't have much internet, we didn't know everything that was going to happen. We didn't have a chance to complain yet. Like whenever, like nowadays, whenever we hear, like for instance, I mean Roman Reigns, we we heard that he was going to get pushed. And that screwed him. Uh, I, I firmly believe that. I'm not saying Roman Reigns is amazing. I'm not saying he was ready for the push. There were plenty of other guys that should have been pushed, but I think people would have been more receptive to him if they didn't know he was going to be the golden boy. Like, and there were so many reports coming in. Yep, he's going to be the golden boy. He's, I mean, and, and so the evidence just kind of started piling up and people started hating him before he even got pushed. And it just never stopped. I think back in the day, He was pushed, and, uh, I mean, and part of it was definitely his booking. He became a a Looney Tune instead of a badass. But, I mean, think of the amount of hate Roman gets now. It's fucking ridiculous. I have never seen a more hated guy since maybe X Pac uh, or Vicky Guerrero, you know? And that's
1: ridiculous heat, and it's not deserved at all. I remember when The Shield first came to. WWE programming I even said to my brother Roman that's your guy
0: that's what I said like, I mean uh, I think it's it's like, you know he, how many people
1: agreed with us too yeah everyone agreed and now that Roman's I don't want to say that Roman's the guy because they've obviously polished Seth Rollins but Roman eventually got it he was the guy they had in mind and everyone's like shitting on it it's like wait a second you guys were cheering him when he was going up against Rusev the minute he goes out to the world title you hate him what yeah, this the is this shit
0: and it was it was so strange because everybody loved roman he was easily the 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 favorite of the shield and the second he he went solo the the reaction started to dwindle a little bit and then he got that hernia went out and then he cut a couple promos and when he came back it was just all downhill because that, during that time every, every, all the rumors came out cm punk went out and said got to make roman look strong And, uh, which, you know, that's another thing I can blame CM Punk for. He ruined two people's careers. Um, bastard. Um, yeah, and and then, you know, all these reports come in, and they end up, you know, it's hard to believe everything you read on the internet about wrestling, but, you know, a lot of these guys do believe it, you know, and there may be some truth somewhere, you know, obviously
1: these rumors start somewhere, and... Wrestling fans are fucking sheep. If people pray to the gospel of bray wyatt he can say that he created um a concept and people will fucking believe it and he could be telling a complete fucking lie and even for years and years he can do shoot interviews and all that stuff and say no i invented it people will fucking believe it and i think that's part of the problem is you have diehard fans that will take gospel from anyone that leaves wwe but yet there are some people that have left wwe that have said nothing but praises So it makes wonder. I see a huge double standard there. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. You have people like Punk who are like, "I'm not going to bash WWE, but for the next two and a half hours, I'm going to bash WWE." (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then you have guys like Del Rio who left and has said nothing but good things. He admits he fucked up, but he said nothing but good things. I go,
0: "Well, what the fuck?" (laughs) And the the other thing I get so often is if they're even slightly employed by the WWE, like if they have a fucking Legends contract, then their then their word is worth nothing because they're on the payroll.
1: Yeah, and you like that. you have to be out of WWE to have a fucking opinion. And it's like I'm give a me a stand. fucking
0: break. Do you really think all these guys are just lying through their teeth constantly just because they're on the payroll? I mean, have you listened to Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack? He ta- He says whatever the fuck he wants. And, and, and what about Brock Lesnar? He says whatever the fuck he wants. Bret Hart! And, and, I, most of the time I don't agree with Bret Hart anyway, but even when, <laughs> if he says something good, like most of the time when he talks shit, everybody agrees with him, right? Cause it's like, it's Bret Hart. But then, there was that time where he said Roman Reigns was a good wrestler, and everybody was like, fucking Bret Hart doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, stupid old man! And it's like, we can't have it both ways. Either he's ta- either he's telling the truth all the time or he's a fucking liar. And,
1: I mean And I have a fondness for Brett. I really do. I love the guy. But I don't like when he gets on, on the internet and starts talking because it's like, Brett, shut up. <laughs> you know, you
0: yeah, no, he was not – he was a great wrestler. I think – and and compared to Punk, who I often compare the two to because they're – they both like to complain about things – but I would say Brett is the better guy just because he's been really nice to fans. And, like, he's been, he, I wouldn't call him humble. I think he has an ego.
1: But, when- I, You have to in the wrestling business, but- Yeah, uh,
0: but when he's, when he's around fans and, like, he seems like a genuinely nice person. But when he gets onto a subject, my god, he, he doesn't shut up. And he says a lot of things that are just like, Brett, what? Take off your grumpy old man pants. <laughs> fucking, fucking dye your hair black again. Wear the old shades. It's like you're becoming an old guy, and it's really starting to show. You need to chill, because he's just constantly bitching about something or other, and it's like, oh damn. But yeah, it's just, I I would say the internet has, for the most part, really screwed over the wrestling, like the way wrestling is, because we.
1: The whole IWC
0: that, you know, people complain about or love or whatever, it didn't exist
1: before the internet. And you know what, you you have uh, the IWC and the anti-IWC, who is worse than the IWC. Yeah. Which is like, how how can there be a group worse than the IWC? They're the anti-IWC, but they just hate everything. Like, everything. They hate kittens and puppies and they, they hate fucking everything. And it's like, why are you here? This goes like beyond the Justice Warriors online. This is just like, do you people like not have nothing better to do? Like, do you wake up and go, what can I shit on today? I mean, do you and go, do you just go around shitting in a little child's breakfast cereal every fucking? Th- <laughs> is that <laughs> your goal?
0: And to be clear, I'm not a fan of the IWC either. But I wouldn't say I'm the kind of guy that goes around just shitting on everything. I'm actually a pretty nice guy. Uh, I I hope and
1: uh, wise. Uh, um, and there, is, yeah. there is one other guy I want to comment on because we're talking about him, Jim Cornette. Okay, look, guys, I know you wrestling fans suck upon the gospel of Cornette's dick. Stop. Seriously, stop. Sorry, Carl. The, Sorry. It, it's 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 stop. Uh, just just please stop because everything Cornette says. It doesn't. He was talking about how he would book UFC two hundred three. You know, there's no way to book that. It's a fucking fight. That's what I was gonna say. Like, how do you book? Do you a book? What are you gonna do, kayfabe it? <laughs> Have a run in or something? No, Cornet, stop. Look, I agree with seventy percent of what Cornet says, but lately everything that comes out of his mouth is just, dude, get the fuck over it. Now it's becoming that, for someone who's not in the wrestling business, he sure has a lot to fucking say about it. He's going after, he's like just going after fucking everybody. Especially
0: Kevin Owens.
1: Here's the thing, Kevin Owens even came out on a shoot interview and said, I don't know what Cornette's problem is. He's just an old guy with an old concept and that shit doesn't work anymore. And, you know, it's just so fucking bizarre. And, again, love Cornette as a manager. I love his mind. But everything he says is not fucking gospel.
0: Yeah, that's he's a, he's similar to Bret Hart in that way, in that he's from an older time. He used to be a great mind in the business, and he was and he was a great manager. But like nowadays, he's just. I mean, maybe he ne- he needs to take other people's opinions into his own, like you know, uh, ideas. Like maybe he needs to listen to other people instead of just listening to himself. I think he, he listens. Just
1: his opinion is what matters. You know, I think that's – it's just – and there's so many Cornetisms, uh, you know, the Church of Cornet. And I'm not bashing him. I'm not bashing him or anything because I don't want him to come out to my house and threaten to hit me with a racket that he can't do because he's got a bad fucking hip. But pick other wrestling fucking personalities and, like, listen to them but just don't take what someone says to gospel. I mean, this is a guy that isn't in professional wrestling and he's commenting on it. And people are like, yeah, fuck WWE because Cornette said so. No! <laughs> Just shut the fuck up.
0: And it's funny because he's pretty um I I find it funny that people would follow what he says right now because right now he sounds very anti um indie guys, basically. Like I mean he's he's talked shit about um Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and uh and he said how they'd never you know they'd never make it anywhere and Kev- and and then you've got Vince Russo out there too saying who fucking lost his mind about Kevin Owens but Kevin Owens took it with a grain of salt he said you know I don't believe in anything he says I think he's just saying that for views you know and, and he's probably right R- Russo's probably just trying to drum up interest in his in himself but uh it's like uh they they live in an old an older mindset and it's like
1: Times have changed, you know. It, you gotta you gotta move on and evolve. And what's funny is you listen to if you if you can find them on YouTube, good luck. But you do the timeline history of KFave commentaries, 1997. Listen to Cornette, then go to um, anything that's Jim Cornette. Just listen to. There's going to be one that when you the last thing you should watch is Breaking KFave Jim Cornette. Every single one is him complaining. In WWE, in TNA, and Ring of Honor. What's the common denominator? Jim Cornette. So it makes me wonder, who's really the problem? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, is wrestling just that bad that it doesn't work? Or is it just he's stuck in that mindset that, yes, the concepts would work, but he's just so stuck in that mindset that he can't fucking evolve, just like the rest of the IWC that just can't get out of their fucking bubble. Or the anti-IWC wc that just shit in everyone's bowl. Like, that's just their fucking job. I, I don't get it. And then then you... Ha- just, wow. Yeah, I, I just... I'll, wrestling fans. Fuck you people for ruining my wrestling. Just
0: the one more thing I need to see, because I didn't get to finish about the uh, internet, being that um, basically because we have internet now, we are more easily able to find possible rumors... And people can kind of, sh- kind of craft a narrative about what is this and that, and there's a lot of discussion, which discussion isn't inherently bad, but I think it's just, I think so many people have sort of just, I don't know, there's a lot of negative people. Back, I'm just saying, back when we didn't have internet, all this shit didn't happen, and people loved wrestling. And it wasn't, I don't think that, I mean, even when it was, um, even when it was, like, cartoony and dumb. You know, like, in the middle of, I mean, and, and I kind of enjoy the stupid shit, like, from 1990, 1995, where the WWE was just doing awful. I mean, I get some enjoyment out of that, but I understand why it wasn't, why it, you know, wasn't working and shit. But, uh, I, nobody, like, I don't think the crowds were actually, like, WWE fans were actually, like, saying, wow, this fucking sucks, this is gay, you know, and I, I feel like, I mean, they say it now, but I feel like they wouldn't say it back then because they didn't have this big forum for them to just kind of blow smoke up each other's ass and and just kind of perpetrate this whole negative mindset and just, it's like a circle jerk of negativity, and it only gets worse, and I think people could just kind of get stuck in that, in this, this, uh, what's the word, um, cycle. It's a vicious cycle of negativity, and and uh, I don't think wrestling is as bad as people want to make it out to be. It's like, and if it is, it hasn't changed. It's not like it was good once, and now it's just awful. The same, This a lot of the... Same issues that people complain about now, you can, you can find them in the so called golden eras, you know? It's not like, it's not like wrestling was always some perfect, you know, godsend. I mean, the attitude era, you know, I've shit on it, but I mean, if, if you like it, I think even if you do like it, you should be able to look at it objectively and say, you know, there was a lot of stupid shit here. And, and, you know, And the 80s is a whole other thing. I won't comment on it because I'm not as familiar with it. But, but, I mean,
1: I can comment on it because it's all fucking true. But it's – I don't know. It's like you can't fucking enjoy anything because you have some asshole saying this is stupid and you have another asshole saying, no, it's stupid because it's stupid.
0: It's like they're telling one asshole, well, it is stupid, but you're wrong about why it's stupid. It's stupid because of this. And you're stupid
1: for thinking it's stupid because of that. There was a so, thing on Facebook. It, I, had hurl, I held my head. It said, WWE should bring back the Elimination Chamber. It's like, they do every fucking year. <laughs> it's, I, I think they missed
0: one year when they replaced it with... What was it? There was a pay-per-view they put there.
1: Fastlane or something, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. they may have... Have they done that two years now? I know that they've... They've they brought back Elimination Chamber one year after taking it out one year. So...
1: But uh, it's, it's like, never forget. It's like, never forget what? A match concept that you people didn't want in the fucking first place because it was overdone? They take it away for one year and now you guys miss it? It's like, what the fuck is your problem? These wrestling sites, man, they're, they're fucking insane. And... And the one thing that's really starting to piss me off Is the Miz hate all of a sudden what, what the fuck is wrong with the Miz all of a sudden Like do you people just not know talent when you fucking see it It's like I hate him Good he's doing his job <laughs> Miz- he, he
0: is a very talented heel I mean he's not the greatest wrestler ever But as a as a heat magnet he gets it done I mean, he makes you dislike him. He gets in Daniel Bryan's face and calls him all kinds of awful things, and
1: and he he's with them too because you're like, oh fuck, he's telling the truth. But Bryan, <laughs> yeah, it's uh
0: that, and you've got the other camp who suddenly, all of a sudden, just fucking hates you know our Lord and Savior Daniel Bryan because Miz had one shoot promo on him, and it's like. Guys, really. I mean, it was an awesome promo, and I kind of agree with Miz, but it's like, people will suddenly just be like, fuck Daniel Bryan, you know, and it's like, really, guys, I, I don't know if you're just being assholes or if you're getting worked or what, but it's like, come on.
1: No, because they're sheep. They have to go with what's cool. They have to go with what's relevant. They fucking, they have to. They, they have to. Or or else they're, 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 they're fucking cheap. They're fucking intimidated to be fans like, do you like Daniel Bryan? I do today. But tomorrow, you know, he might be an asshole, and then I won't like him anymore. Well, then fuck you! And then you've got the
0: other side of the coin, which is the people who Just hate... ...who hate everything that's supposed to be cool, because they have to be cool by hating it.
2: But yet they, they have to be
0: the stuff. anti... the anti-establishment, or whatever, the anti-mainstream crowd.
1: They're anti-mainstream, yet they're watching a mainstream product. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I hate mainstream stuff, and yet you drink Pepsi.
0: That's like, I mean, the idea that WWE is somehow way worse off than it used to be, I I don't believe that. I mean, that's like people constantly bring up ratings and figures and shit about how, I mean, because, I mean, they have steadily gone down. Ratings and viewership has steadily gone down over the course of the last ten or so years, and before that even. And that's, I mean, after the Attitude Era ended. And so people will point to that as the WWE is doing bad. But if you actually look at the numbers, it's like they're still number one on TV like half – like over half the time. And they beat the shit out of like every other show. And I think – and and you look at all the other shows on TV and they're all doing just as bad. And so it's not, it's not that WWE is somehow the worst shit on TV. It's that TV is dying, man. T V is going the way of I don't know uh VCR. Yeah yeah, VCR <laughs> It's uh not not TVs themselves, but T V programming. As in uh, you know, cable and direct T V and stuff. People aren't watching television uh programs the way they used to. They're using things like Netflix and
1: And you know who we can blame for all this? Who? The internet. Yeah
0: that's true. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of bad things. I, you know, I use the internet all day long, so I really shouldn't say this. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some stupid shit that's come out of the internet. Uh,
1: well, it's just – everything is just so accessible now. It's like you don't watch Raw on Monday, you can catch it on Tuesday on, like, five different forums. Netflix, Hulu, the WWE Network sometimes. Um, there's YouTube. They post the shit. They, WWE posts their own shit on fucking YouTube, and then get blocked by themselves. Um, there's just so many avenues you can watch programming, and then you have these morons go, "Well, the ratings are down because wrestling sucks." Well, how do you watch it on my iPad? Well, fuck you.
0: This <laughs> is like, yeah, that's that's the issue. I mean, meanwhile, they're, I mean, and their network isn't doing the best ever, but it's doing very well considering. I mean, it it just
1: started. What was it? 2 years ago maybe yeah. or was it 3 I don't remember either way it was it was the same group of people that when undertaker streak got broken they all said cancel the network and the dum- and the numbers doubled yeah it was like i mean the
0: network is doing really well so we that's that's proof enough that it's it's not wrestling it's the medium that wrestling is on and that goes for every show on tv tv is a t- television programs right off your tv as opposed to um, uh, Netflix, Hulu, that kind of thing uh, That's that's a dying breed I don't expect it to last 20 years
1: yeah, uh, The only reason why Raw is still relevant live Is because once in a while Once in a while they do something And you hear about it and you go Fuck I should have watched that live Or it gives you that element of Well if I watch it live I won't be spoiled on Tuesday Because social media ruins everything Yeah. They fucking ruin everything and uh, it's just... It's like I knew that Balor was retiring the title before Raw happened. And I'm all, well, what the fuck? And I was just turning on Facebook trying to check my messages. And it's like, and, and social media fucking ruined everything. It's like, well, I can't be fucking surprised anymore. <laughs> I, I can't have nothing. Even, the, especially during the Royal Rumble, I don't avoid social media. Because I don't want to know who's coming. But it doesn't matter because the fans will ruin it for me. Yeah. They give away the surprises. It's just a, um... Fuck the
0: internet. It's a very, uh... And fuck you fans for ruining my wrestling. It's just, it's not a good environment, uh, for wrestling. People just, I don't know, they... They get caught up in... I, I think people in general, humanity loves to bitch and loves to be miserable and as soon as they find a better way to be miserable with other people so that they can talk about how miserable they are, it just – that's that's what happens.
1: You know what – it was a bunch life,
0: of – Life sucks and then you die. That's how they look at it.
1: It's a bunch of emo kids who found the internet. That's what this has become. So they yeah. fuck with us in the streets and they fuck with us on – you know, online because – they have, to com- they have to bitch about everything. And if you're one of these fans, fuck you. I don't need you in my life. <laughs> I-, I don't. If you think wrestling's bad, then just stop watching. Just stop watching and go away. Seriously, just stop watching and go away. Because I hate to tell you this, we're not going to miss you. We're really not. <laughs> we're not going to fucking miss you. And this is the part, and this blows my mind every single time. For as much hate that John Cena gets, and he's one of them, every time I go to a live event, a Raw, a SmackDown, a pay-per-view, what have you, he always gets the loudest reaction. And and despite despite all the boos that come afterwards, it's always a cheer and then a rally of boos. Always. Kevin
0: Owens actually mentioned that on Jericho's podcast. He said he wants that. He said, he said... Working with John Cena was fucking eye opening because he would stand in the ring because he'd get his entrance first. And then he said the fucking noise when John Cena would come out was just insane and he was uh, obsessed, loved it. He said, I wish I could get that kind of reaction. I would love to get that kind of reaction because I don't want to be simultaneous, or I don't want to be, you know, completely loved or hated. I want people to, you know, make up their own minds and, and, hate and love me at the same time, but he said, you know, it was just such a huge reaction that he wants that, and of course, you know, he's under the payroll, so maybe he's just blowing smoke up John Cena's ass, because Vince paid him off to say it, of course, that's what everybody does who works for WWE, nobody can say anything good about the company, and it be true, as long as they're working for it, right? I think Phelps, Ziggler is the exception to that
1: rule, because he said everything and is still employed.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of guys that say whatever the fuck they want. Randy Orton says some stuff, Brock Lesnar says whatever the hell he wants whenever and does what he, he wants. He doesn't he doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> and and you know, I'm not a am not a huge fan of Lesnar because he's especially cuz he's been a lazy piece of shit in the ring for like fucking 2 years now. But I mean, he says whatever the fuck he wants about WWE and you know, it's not like he's going around saying WWE sucks, guys, but he'll he'll say, you know, you know, if something if something pisses him off, it'd be like, Oh yeah? Well fuck that little pussy bitch. I'll whoop his ass, motherfucker. And you're like, damn, did he just say that?
1: Yeah, it's 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 just it's so bizarre. Last time we went to our, an event, I don't even think Cena was supposed to be on the card. He just showed up and the crowd went fucking nuts. Like a crowd of only eleven thousand. It wasn't eight 11, It wasn't a packed house, but it felt like a fucking packed house, and they go, this is a guy that they boo. Like, emphatically, they boo. And he got everyone to stand up and scream. And then ten seconds later, they're all, oh yeah, we're supposed to boo him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. It's like, you people are so fucking two-faced.
0: And speaking of that, um, when he when Kevin Owens mentioned that reaction, he said Roman Reigns gets the same reaction, and he loves it and wants to get it. And it's like, so what does that say about Roman Reigns? I mean, don't get me wrong, I hate that he gets booed. I mean, at least is booed as much as he does. I mean, I'm not saying he's perfect and you don't have to like him, but I mean you know, if if Kevin Owens thinks that's a hell of a reaction, then I think that does say something about Roman. Whether you like him or probably most definitely hate him, he's definitely doing some kind of job out there to get people to care. And
1: um- The big problem with Roman, and it's not really... The Rock fucked his career. That's the whole thing. If The Rock wouldn't have come down and helped him win the Rumble, I don't think there would have been that much backlash on top of we're pushing Roman. But look at his body of work since being singles. He fought Dean Ambrose. He fought Seth Rollins. He fought Brock Lesnar. He fought John Cena. He fought AJ Styles. Every single fucking match was awesome, with the exception of Sheamus. Um
0: he even fought Big Show and and God forbid I mention that I'm not allowed to. Apparently apparently there's this thing and my friend he knows who he is, he's going to get this. Um, he gets on to me when I mentioned the match he had with Big Show where it was a last man standing match and it was a really good match and uh the reason people like to bring that match up with Roman was because it's hard to get a good match at a big show at this point. It is um, and that was a fucking good match, considering um, Roman is apparently green and big show is big show, and somehow they put on a hell of a match and it was like, I mean not best in the world, not 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 maybe even you know not a match of the year contender or anything, but it was like, damn, that was that was that was okay <laughs> and uh, and people are apparently apparently that's the only match they ever bring up with Roman reigns like. And so, I have a friend who believes that that is the only match at all that you can say Roman Reigns did anything for. And it's like, I, that's not it. It's that that's the best example because it's hard to get a good match out of, out of Big Show. I mean, if he had a good match with AJ Styles, it's like, well, it's AJ Styles. Of course he's going to have a good match with them. I mean, but when you have a, Daniel. when you have a match with Big Show, it's like, that's impressive because, you know, Big Show is hard to have a good match with because of his size, and his speed, and his age, and, and, uh, and his weight, it's hard to do any moves to him, and, uh, but yeah, it's like, Roman Reigns has had consistently good matches since his singles push, and people will say, nope, he was carried, every single match, carried, he's been working with all these great, uh, magical, independent guys, they've all been, it's all been a carry, and it's like, Really, so, I mean, so I think that's just the buzzword for guys you don't like when they have fucking uh, good matches because it takes, Carl said this once, it takes two to tango uh, in in regards to having a match. And uh, I firmly believe that. I mean, unless you're like fucking 70 years old and can't walk and somehow the other guy pulls off a good match with you, uh, I would say that's a carry. But if you've got two relatively decently athletic guys that can move around and jump and shit. Uh, I, like, Roman Reigns isn't anywhere near bad enough to say that he's been carried in every match. I mean... Definitely not. No. I, he's He has pulled his own way, especially in some of those AJ Styles matches. Um, I mean, AJ was definitely doing the crazier, over-the-top shit, but Roman was doing some cool psychological stuff where he would kind of bully AJ and use his strength and then he did that awesome black tiger bomb, which that's that, it looks like the razor's edge, but then he does it into that sit out, flip power bomb thing. That was fucking amazing. I wish he would use that like (laughs) as like a finisher or something. And, uh, but yeah, it's like uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just there's so much hate for so much, and it's just it's kind of it's kind of old. It's sickening. It's negative. It has a negative effect on me. I don't enjoy it. Well, here I would like I would like to just you know enjoy things and not be so negative.
1: Well, here's something to think about with Roman Reigns, and this is gonna piss a lot of people off, and I don't care. Fuck you. Brock Lesnar faced Roman Reigns. Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins. Out of those three, which match do you remember the most?
0: Uh, Roman Reigns.
1: And why? Well, it was a good match. And not so not because it was on WrestleMania, but because it was a good match. <laughs> and, uh, hell, I don't even remember the match between
0: Seth Rollins and... Right? And, and, and I mean... I, Part of that is partially booking, because they wanted to book Brock as this amazing, over-the-top son of a bitch, and Rollins as this scrawny little heel, but what about Ambrose? Yeah. I mean, there's no excuse for that one. I mean, other, I mean, Ambrose said that Brock was being lazy, which I believe, but... He would still be lazy with Roman. It's not like he suddenly just decided, I'm going to be an asshole to Ambrose tonight.
1: In the WrestleMania that year and said, the Brock-Roman match is going to suck. And you looked at every fucking match on that card, and every match was pretty good. Then we got to the Roman-Brock match, and it felt like, oh my God, this is actually happening. I'm actually feeling sorry for Roman Reigns. And then Roman started to fight back, and then you started to cheer him, and you, you won't fucking admit it, but you were cheering him. But then he fought Dean Ambrose, and it was like, yeah, whatever. And he fought Seth Rollins, and it was like, yeah, whatever. So out of the three SHIELD members, Roman Reigns had the best match with Brock Lesnar, despite the ending. And people are still booing him. It's like, what is your fucking problem? Like, I don't fucking get it. I think, and forgive me for saying this, I think Roman has been Brock's best opponent since Brock has come back. You can argue Triple H, you can argue Cena, but I think Roman's been his best opponent.
0: Yeah, I would say that, um, that match was really good. The first match was Cena, um, the, the, the first Extreme Rules match in 2012. That was Brock's very first match back. That was pretty good. Um, and the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker, Taker last year was that was uh, pretty solid. Uh, his first match with Taker not so much. It was more suplexes and and Undertaker trying to walk after them, <laughs> that legitimately die. Yeah, uh, but the Hell of a Cell match was pretty was pretty dope. And uh, but yeah, I mean, if I mean, and you gotta you gotta realize Brock shouldn't be having shitty matches either. I mean, he can he can do relatively well if he tries, but somehow three particular guys managed to get um, good matches. Two of those are easily going... uh, I mean, one is a legend for sure, Undertaker. Um, The other is John fucking Cena, which is arguably a legend. And then we have Roman Reigns, which is a new guy. So I think that does say something. He's in good company for having matches with Lesnar.
1: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, to all the people that hit on... Roman, fuck you. And here's the thing. The minute Roman turns heel, they'll cheer him. Oh, yeah. Well, the minute he turns heel, they'll cheer him. Because they're fucking sheep. Just fuck them. Fuck all of them. Well, we've been ranting for a while, haven't we? Yes, we have. Way to go, wrestling. You, you fuck with us.
0: I'm going to go let my cat out.
1: Yeah. So, while we get off on that rant, why don't we get into, and there's quite a bit of it, the news of the week. As I pull it up here, and trust me, there's quite a bit of news here. Ah, wow. Emery suspension. for violating the WWE wellness policy has officially ended. However, she may not be returning to WWE programming immediately. While Eva was away from the company, she landed a role in the upcoming film, Inconceivable, that stars Nicolas Cage. Filming for the movie kicks off sometime in October, so if she does return to the company, it won't be for a short while before she would take up more time. There is a possibility that WWE just keeps her off until filming has wrapped up. Good, because I don't want to even on my fucking screen. So, wait, she's going to be in a movie with Nicolas Cage? Yeah, it's called Inconceivable.
0: Is it... Who's it made by? Uh, is it uh, WWE Studios? Because if it is, it sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I have a reason, it's, I'm not watching it. I refuse. And it keeps her off my screen, so fuck her. Yeah. Ah, uh, so that makes me happy. Shelton Benjamin's return to WWE, which was announced via a vignette on July 26th, episode of SmackDown, but was delayed when it was determined that he was suffering from a torn rotator. Now, there's an estimated timetable on the arrival for the blue brand. According to this week's issue of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Benjamin underwent surgery on September 7th and is expected to take six months to recover. There was talk at this week's television events that there is still interest on WWE's part in Benjamin when he recovers from his Tour Raider Cup as Vince and Triple H are both fans of his work and feel the roster needs more depth. I think that's more Vince than Triple H. I think they're just throwing him in there because people love to hate on Triple H but forget that he's building NXT. Um, And all of his boys are becoming champions and everyone cheers them, but yet they hate Triple H. But Triple H's boys they love, so fuck them. Shelton, yeah, sure, whatever. I uh, I was never a fan of Shelton Benjamin. So.
0: Uh, I I'll say he's a he was a very good wrestler.
1: Yeah, when he wasn't lazy.
0: Uh, and uh, I I mean he wasn't like the most charismatic individual ever or anything close to charismatic, really. But but he could put on a match. Yeah, when, and, was,
1: uh, when he wasn't lazy. That's yeah. like all I ever hear that he was lazy. Everyone says it was the writing. No, I just think it was. Everyone has said no. He's because he's fucking late
0: By the way, your—I uh, don't know if it's
1: my mic or your mic, but it sounds like
0: yours is just kind of um, buzzing and kind of uh, not not in good. Like like the jack is is a little loose or something.
1: Everything's tight on my end.
0: Yeah, like occasionally when you talk, I will hear this slight buzz next to it. This mm, every time you talk.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll check it out in editing, won't we? You get the buzz this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the buzz this week. I drank last night,
1: actually. So I couldn't because I was still. I'm still on fucking antibiotics. Ah, according to Dave Meltzer of Figure Four Weekly Online. Ah, your, your favorite guy. I love this guy. I, I really do. He, you know, he loves to stir the shit. He, he really does. When he's right, he's right, but when he's wrong, wasn't him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whenever he gets something right, he
0: makes the biggest deal out of it. What the fuck did I tell you guys? See, I have an inside source, and then when he gets it wrong, oh, no, I, I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even say that. I source that, was, wrong. that was my source was wrong. That was my evil twin.
1: Yeah. Great. That was Mave Delta. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. That's like Black Goku. Uh, Paige... had that. Is a fucked up name, by the way. Because <laughs> and and you know I'm not a huge DBZ guy, but I've
0: I've kept up with with Dragon Ball Super a little bit because I I mean I used to watch that shit as a kid, and so I've kind of kept up with it. And they just and they and his name is just Black Goku, <laughs> and they call him. Like, I've seen some of the subtitles when I've watched. They just call him That Black Guy. And it's like... that's fucking hilarious. It's like, wow, that black guy has a really high power level. Watch out for that black guy. He's got a good... And it's like, this is fucking priceless. These are... I mean, do they... I, I don't know if Japan... If that's what it's actually saying, or if this is just... The way we translate it. But it's like, that is fucking hilarious. <laughs>
1: Well, the only other color they know on the show is green.
0: So It's like, the, the black guy, oh no! Because it, it's like, why don't they just say that guy that looks like Goku, why is he the black guy? <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird. And he's not even black, that's the sad part. <laughs> just, oh, he just, he, okay, he wears black clothes. He's uh, more white than him, too. Which yeah. A...
2: <sighs>
1: Speaking of white, Paige at one point had quit WWE this week. But things are back and settled down between two sides, and her return has been scheduled. Doug- I
0: didn't know she actually quit. I thought it was just up in the air.
1: No, she quit and then came back because reasons.
0: You have, do we have, we have a, rep- a legit source on that?
1: Well, this is Dave Meltzer's source, so.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no. We're, we're just, uh, I don't know. It, it could have happened. I, I mean, I know things were crazy with Paige lately. So.
1: She quit but then came back. So that's like clocking out and saying I'm done, but then coming back the next day. You quit for the day, but then you came back. I'm not you, sure if that counts. You see her new
0: – well, she got a tattoo a while back that said Pappy on her finger for Alberto. And now she has a new uh, uh, tattoo right below her breast, like around her rib area, that says Alberto. And it's like <laughs> – didn't you, you've only been dating this guy for like, what, fucking four months? And he's married and like, 30-something? And it's like, do you really think he's not just, I don't know, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything bad, but I would wait at least, you know, a couple years into that to realize, you know, maybe this is a real relationship before I start writing his name all over me and getting it inked permanently onto my skin.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what's going on with Paige. Uh, Col-
0: yeah, I mean she's she's an okay kid. I mean she's not like, she's just she, that's that's what it is. She's a kid. She's a she doesn't think she's kind of stupid. She doesn't think before she does things. Like if you if you've ever seen her, she seems like the party hard type. You know, she's kind of goth. She likes to go out and make out with other girls occasionally. She's just one of those types that does dumb things because she's young and and a little loose. But. uh I hope she'll grow out of it.
1: Yes. Uh, regarding her suspension, WWE apparently went to her home to drug test her, and she wasn't there. According to people close to her, she was in Texas at the time with Del Rio. She ended up passing... then? Yes. Yeah. With Del Rio. <laughs> what are you three doing? They were,
0: taking, they were taking refuge here from those awful drug tests, and we weren't doing anything else, I promise.
1: Much to your dismay.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know they do drug tests at their house. They actually come to your house and drug test? I
1: guess they were just like, we need you to piss in this cup. We need you to piss in this cup now. But this is my house.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually, it's fucked up. But like, <laughs> joking, joking aside there, that is really strange. I didn't know they would actually come to your house for a, like a piss sample or whatever.
1: I, just, and, I think they were just desperate to getting that sample. I mean,
0: if they came to her house, she could have had fake piss there. I mean, that shit's not expensive. You can go to any fucking, uh, store that sells, uh, that, any, any, uh, pipe store that sells pipes and, and marijuana paraphernalia and stuff. They, they sell, they'll sell fake, uh, piss for you and all kinds of stuff you can use to cheat drug tests. I mean, she could, I mean, yeah, she could have just given him some, like, oh yeah, this is my piss. And then she, it's,
1: but knowing Vince McMahon, who have said ah. could have,
0: it could have been some chick from next door.
1: <laughs> yeah, but knowing Vince, he probably would have went. But I want to watch it.
0: Paige, you're going to piss in this cup, and I'm going to watch. Why am I pulling my pants down? You don't need to know. <laughs>
1: Well, to be fair, he did have Shawn Michaels throw piss on him in the middle of the ring, so he's probably into that shit, too. Ah... She is expected to return to WWE next week, according to a report. After weeks week's speculation about her status with the company, it can be confirmed that DePage and WWE officials have been communicating over the past few days. She's now booked for Raw next week in Memphis, Tennessee. Her 30-day suspension for violating the wellness policy ended September 17th. She's also dealing with injuries over the past few months. Regarding Del Rio, Meltzer confirmed that Del Rio tested positive. And was six to one over the allowable allowable TE limit, and he tested positive for banned PED.
0: Yeah, uh, I believe Alberto actually commented on it and said, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I did that shit." <laughs> he said, "He said it's because he's getting uh, he's getting a little bit older, and he wants to keep his physique." And uh, I mean, I'll give it to him; it's it's not easy keeping that physique as you get older. So,
1: well, he, us, I wonder why he was so buff.
0: I mean, yeah. He said um, he said he was taking stuff that's for older people to try to keep them in good shape, and that's exactly what that shit is. It's steroids. I mean, it's I mean uh, they try to they try to say, oh no, it's just to help older guys look good. It's at, no, at steroids for older people. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, I've, there's there's commercials for it on TV all the time. They always show some like seventy year old man, and he's like, yeah, I'm trying this new stuff, and uh, and he's jacked as hell. Like he's like you look at his face and he looks like eighty, and then you look at his body and he looks like twenty <laughs> and and the whole time you're thinking this is steroids, isn't it? And they don't say that anywhere in the commercial, but you know that's what it is like no
1: steroids comes in a in a syringe this is a yeah b-
0: this is this this comes in a bottle,
1: it's a pill <laughs> you can swallow it ah. Uh... Wow. When old people start looking like Master Roshi, I'm sorry, there's a problem. I mean, they should fucking Black Goku. Uh, Dave Meltzer, again, same guy, reports that Randy Orton suffered a concussion at the end of his match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. No shit. The idea was for the finish to create confusion with the fans and blah, blah, blah. But according to Meltzer, WWE knew that Orton had a concussion but covered it up, and Orton downplayed his injury to his friends and co-workers. While Orton was pulled from house shows, he still appeared on television, and the match with Bray Wyatt was announced for Backlash. When Orton was checked out the day of Backlash, it was determined that he couldn't do the match. And WWE continued to advertise the match on social media. That
0: was the best part. We found out he was fucked up, and they continued to advertise the match, so we're like... This is this match isn't happening. The whole time I'm waiting, and they're still advertising it. And then finally, they get to the pay per view and they explain it. But yeah, that was uh, that was
1: kind of funny. Yeah, I, and here's the best part: you couldn't tell he had a concussion because this is a Randy Orton promo. That's a skull. That's a skull. RKO.
0: Yeah, this he he wasn't acting any different. You had no idea he was playing playing it off pretty well.
1: Yeah. So we ended up getting Kane versus Wyatt, and we'll get to that match in a little bit. Yeah,
0: that, that was, uh, I was pissed.
1: Yes, as was I, because, well, not really. Um, as previously reported, now this is sad, folks. This is sad, but Alex is going to rant on this one because I know he is. As previously reported, 20-year-old wrestling student Jonah Snyder passed away last week after suffering a medical emergency at the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy in Malloyne, Illinois.
0: Yeah, that dirty Seth Rollins. Here we
1: go. The school is ran by former WWE World Champion Seth Rollins. Snyder was training with others when he became ill and was instructed by trainers to sit down. His condition was worsened and 911 was called. Snyder went into cardiac arrest after paramedics arrived and was pronounced dead at Genesis Medical Center. The quads, if he went to Nintendo Medical Center, he would have been fine. The Quad City Times reported that when they asked Rollins for comment, he directed them to the Kennedy statement on Twitter seen below. It is with great sadness that we acknowledge the passing of our student, Jonah Snyder. Jonah attended the first night of our seventh Black and Brave class a week ago after briefly participating in fitness drills with his classmates, and he abruptly fell ill. Emergency personnel were called, and Jonah was rushed to the hospital. He passed away en route. No cause of death has been determined. Jonah loved professional wrestling, and in closing, we wanted to leave you with his words. Below is an excerpt from the essay Jonah penned from his application to our school. He said, I live, breathe, sleep, and eat wrestling. It's in my blood. I want to learn so I can travel the world putting smiles on people's faces. I want to give them hope or something to believe in.
2: That's
0: pretty fucked up. I mean, that sucks that a guy that young has to, I mean, didn't they say he was 20?
1: I think he was like 20 or 21. He was very young.
0: And, and after what he said like he was in this to make people happy and now he's dead that is a that is a fucking shame
1: yes so Seth Rollins is now the kiss of death
0: <laughs> yeah did you did you hear he he can't, Bret Hart's brother
1: can't wrestle Cena because he'll break him he can't wrestle sting he can't wrestle Balor he can't wrestle himself because he'll break his leg he can't no one can wrestle in his school because they'll die. Um, He can't be in a relationship because they'll post pictures of his dick. Seth Rollins is quite literally the most controversial guy for doing everything and nothing at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He, He
0: does not, I mean, he doesn't help himself, but at the same time, he doesn't have very good luck at all.
1: No, he's done everything and nothing all at once. And the sad part is, this whole, this person is dead, and that's a shame, but there was one person... Who made a comment? A lengthy fucking comment about yeah. That. And Alex is the one that pointed this out on Facebook. So Alex, by all means, take <laughs> it.
0: Uh, yeah, what? I can't even think of what his fucking name. Something Hart. Bret Hart's brother. Uh, I think it was Smith Hart. Yeah, that might have been it. Which Smith isn't exactly the um, uh, best uh judge of character or anything since he's done some questionable things in the past. Um. Anyway, yeah, he went off hard on Seth Rollins and page fucking essay. <laughs> yeah, he had a fucking essay, and it was like the weirdest part is like, okay, so he's like Rollins fucking injuring people all the time, and now somebody dies at his school. That piece of shit. You know, it's like I can, it, I have been running a wrestling school for thirty years, and I've never had anybody die here, and now Rollins is killing people, and it's like. <laughs> It wasn't what fucking there? <laughs> and then, and then in the same paragraph, he says, "I'm sure it was probably just something to do with his heart." But fuck Seth Rollins, he killed a guy. So it's like, so he admits he's full of shit in the same paragraph that he's blaming Seth Rollins for somebody dying. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, and this this is why I don't like the hearts. <laughs> I mean, except you know what Natalia is really nice. Brett is. Brett is what, Brett is Brett, but like, I mean, it seems like every time, especially with Seth Rollins, he must just have a problem with the Hart family, (laughs) the Hart family's always giving Seth shit, and it's like, at least, at least when Brett talked shit about Seth, he said, you know what, he's actually a pretty good wrestler, he's just unsafe, this guy, this guy actually said, not only is he not unsafe, he said he has no ring psychology, um, no charisma, he has no idea what he's doing. All he does, are, he's like a spot monkey. Um, he, he's an awful wrestler. He can't teach wrestling. Basically everything you could say bad about a wrestler, he said about Seth Rollins. And then he blamed him for his student's death, which he had nothing to do with. I mean, the kid probably had, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's uh, it happens to young athletes. It's a heart issue. It's where really young people... That athletes have a heart
1: attack. I can't think of the name of it right now, but uh, central pulmonary your are so
0: yeah, something like that. But it's 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 not super common, but it's happened to young athletes before. And if I mean, they know Seth had nothing to do with it. He said he was doing like a fitness workout, like which was probably like they were doing like jumping jacks or something, you know. And then he fell ill. It's not like he got bumped and and did something. No, he. He he started to get sick and they're like, hey man, maybe you need to sit down. And so he sits down and he's not getting better. Okay, maybe we should call nine one one. Then he has a fucking heart attack and dies. It's like, how is that Seth's fault? Seth had nothing to do with that. That is bad. That is some seriously bad luck on the part of Seth. And uh, and then Smith Hart or whatever his name is just went off on it. Apparently he took the page down at some point. I don't know. Maybe he realized he was being an ass. But uh, Well, if you fans want, I can read
1: the fucking excerpt. Because <laughs> we have a live audience. Uh, I'm going to read the excerpt here, and I'm going to say something that is going to, and I hate to say this, bury the heart family. Um, so, let's... Uh, <clears throat> to hardcore, diehard internet wrestling community, I must ask when enough is enough. I know my brother Brett has taken... The lead in this topic, but I truly do not feel it's getting enough attention. Seth Rollins is an absolute danger to the business. Reports are coming out that a wrestling student has died while training at the Seth Rollins School in Illinois. I've trained students for over 40 years, and my family has trained some of the most well known superstars of all time for more than 70 years, and never has a student ever been seriously injured, let alone died. More on that later. This is after numerous reports of his unsafe work in the ring. Last year, Rollins has critically injured Cena, Sting, Valor, and even himself. Yet the hardcore audience stand by him as some sort of folk hero. Why? This performer has limited charisma, limited personality, and absolutely minimal psychology. I don't know what match he's watching, but does he do fantastic high spots? yes. And is he a magnificent CrossFit athlete? Absolutely. But he's an absolute horrible professional wrestler. The goal of professional wrestling is to make it look real without hurting anybody. But Rollins manages to do the opposite as he makes it look fake while critically injuring talented wrestlers. Take this buckle bomb, for example, which is the cause of many of these injuries. A logical, rational human being would know that it would be physically impossible to shoot that move on anybody, let alone three times the size of him, which is most professional wrestlers would be. Perhaps he should follow his buddy CM Punk into the octagon to UFC and try shooting that move on Mickey Gall and see how the high spots are for the sake of high spots and it's injuring people, ending careers, and now killing people people. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, back for a second. I understand that little is known about his death as it is and related, but therein lies another issue. Rollins is a fantastic CrossFit athlete that trained for years to have the very conditioning that he does. He can't logically expect everyone off the streets to have the same conditioning right away, and logically would need to implement a more graduated conditioning system. But beyond that, Why would anyone want to train under someone who is proven to be so reckless? With as many proven qualified wrestling schools and trainers in the world, like Lance Storm, Santino Morella, he may mention Santino Morella and wrestling school. I want you to think about that for a minute. Team 3D, Dory Funk, Tom Pritchard, or Booker T. Why would you waste your money and your health training under someone who is a higher risk of injuring you than advancing your career? And finally, to Seth Rollins, if you read this, take consideration of the people you are working with and learn to safe work safely or give up and find another profession. A couple things. <laughs> just, a, just a couple. Just a couple. Just, just. Brett, I love you. I know this isn't you, so this isn't directed at you. Um your family needs to avoid the internet because it's shit like this that makes me wonder if your mom and dad were slightly special ed. Because this just doesn't make fucking fucking sense. In one sentence, he says that they have trained over 70 people and none of them have died. I'm going to say two names right now and it's going to bury the Hart family Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. I'm gonna just leave it at that? Well, I think <laughs> what they meant was that they didn't die
0: at their school.
1: But same thing? They, they still died. They, they still fucking died. Uh, Davy Boy Smith um, is another one who died, was trained by the Hart family. Um, fucking shit. And then he talks about the buckle bomb and that he shouldn't apply that to – he should take that to the UFC. If Seth Rollins was able to pick up someone and buckle bomb them in the UFC, the fight would be fucking over. But you also can't do that because I don't even think that's fucking
0: legal. Uh, You wouldn't be able to do that because the guy would have beaten your ass in the the time frame of you trying to do it.
1: Yeah. And third, I don't think Seth Rollins personally went to his wrestling school, picked this kid up, and buckle-bombed him and said, you need to take that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, come here.
0: Uh, well, this, this is how he trained at the Seth Rollins school. All right, I'm going to give you the buckle-bomb.
1: <laughs> and then he finishes his thing saying that you should go to a quality wrestling school like Lance Storm, Team 3D, Dory Funk, Tom Pritchard, or Brooker Okay, I'll give him that. But he throws Santino Morella in there. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Um, What the fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck? Saying that Rollins has no charisma, limited personality, and minimal psychology? What matches are you watching? Like, what matches are you watching? Are you confusing Rollins for Dean Ambrose? I mean, like, because... Or, like... Fuck! Like I said, Seth Rollins has done everything and nothing. (laughs) He's the most talked about guy.
0: Yeah, he's, um... He is... I mean, it's funny, you know, Roman Reigns. They say Roman Reigns is the golden boy. Uh, I would say Seth Rollins is the golden boy. With all the shit that happens to him and he still has his place... Uh, with no problems whatsoever. He must be sucking some serious Triple H dick. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, he... uh He's like the new Edge, and he didn't do anything, but he did everything.
0: You know what I mean? At least
1: Edge admitted it.
0: <laughs> and, you know, some of the... I mean, like, I hate when they blame Seth Rollins' own injury on him. It's like, dude, I saw the fucking movie. Yeah, that shouldn't have caused his knee to snap. I mean, that was – I mean, it's not – it wasn't the powerbomb part that, that caused his knee to snap. He did a flip over Kane, and it was a very pussy flip. It wasn't like some hardcore fucking amazing move. He just flipped over the top of Kane, and for some reason when, his land, when he landed, his knee just buckled and, and tore everywhere. And it was like – that was just a freak accident. Why are people giving him shit over that? I mean, yeah, he has injured some people. Uh, and, you know, whether that's his fault or not, that's, you know, I mean, the, the John Cena nose break, that was definitely his fault, which, um, I don't, I don't understand what Smith Hart means by it. Remember he said, um, pro wrestling is supposed to look real, but not hurt. And he says it's the opposite with Seth Rollins, where it looks fake, but it does hurt. How does that make any sense? Yeah. If if it looks fake, how is it hurting? I mean, I would think if something hurts, it's because you actually, you know, hit them. Like, I, I'm, I think the, uh, the knee to the nose on John Cena looked pretty fucking real, personally, because it was. But yeah, that was, uh, that was an accident, but it was Seth Rollins' fault. The buckle bomb, that probably needs to go, but it's not like he was doing something wrong there. These people agreed to do this move. It's not like he just grabbed him and said, I'm going to throw you against this turnbuckle and you're going to deal with it. You know, they're like, they'd seen the buckle bomb done. They, he's done it to plenty of guys and they didn't get hurt and they agreed to do it. And it's, it. bad things happen sometimes. I mean, maybe he does need to stop doing it, but it's not, I don't think you can just pin it squarely on Rollins and say, you know, he was out there just injuring the fuck out of people with a move he's done to so many people and not hurt.
1: And I'm sure he's been talked to by certain people backstage. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm.
0: It's not like I'm sure he gets an earful a lot. But uh, yeah, it's
1: just Seth Rollins has some luck. Sure, he has he has some real luck. He's the kind of guy that can go to a roulette table, bet black, red, odds, evens, double zero and zero, and lose and win at the same time. That is him. He bets, every, he bets on every fucking thing possible and he still loses but walks away with money. Yeah. It's like he can't win for losing and he can't lose for winning. It sucks. <sighs> During his last podcast, Ryback revealed that he is attempting to legally change his name to Ryback.
0: Really?
2: <laughs> That's fucking great!
1: Oh my god! Thanks to figure4weeklyonline.com for the following quote. <clears throat> it's not uncharted territory, but I feel it also is in a way. I legally went and changed my name to Ryback for many reasons. One of which is one thing that it's not something I did not own. And I created and used before my time with WWE. And it is something that associated with my brand and that I am very proud of it. So... I went through the proper steps in Clark County in Las Vegas, and it costs a little bit of money, and I go in front of a judge September 1st, which is well already happened, but when this airs, you will know hopefully everything is approved, and I will be known as Ryback Alan Reeves moving forward. That's fucking hilarious. Holy shit. For the last that's person so- who did that died?
0: i mean so- Ron- I mean, not only is he still the big guy, that's his... That's another thing he's been trying to get um trademarked, but he's also a Ryback, so he can just legally say, yeah, "I'm the big guy, Ryback."
1: <laughs> Man, I I can't hate on Ryback.
2: He's he's too he's too
1: good. <laughs> In one more year, there's going to be a self destruction of Ryback DVD. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> He's just he's a he's a fucking
0: riot, man. I mean, yeah, he had the whole issue with WWE, and that sucks. But it sounded like you know he's a he's a he's a genuinely good dude, and
1: he's proud well, on that one too. It wasn't about the travel; it was, or the money it was about the push. Well, which is it? <laughs> Make up your mind. I think it was both. I think uh, or not
0: the uh, it was it was about the travel and it was about the push. You know, you get lied to a couple. Of 100,000 times And then you never go anywhere Ever anywhere in the company I mean he never got shit He got the Intercontinental title For like a week And uh I blame Punk <laughs> He had those fucking matches With Punk And it never got He never got past them
2: uh,
1: Yeah Yeah As seen on Monday's episode of Raw, Sasha Banks made a return to the company after taking several weeks off. to take care of a nagging injury, which didn't require any surgery. Thank God. She would go on to cut a promo that didn't go over well with her peers and mention that she was coming after Charlotte for the Women's Championship at Clash of the Champions. For what it's worth, it's now being said that WWE told everyone in the web department this past week not to promote Sasha Banks versus Charlotte at Clash of the Champions. They were told... Update any story. Not to told. They were told not to update any stories referencing the match. This could be an indication that WWE has decided to pull the match and go with their original plans of Charlotte versus Becky Bailey for the women's championship at Clash of Champions. Why didn't Sasha win the match at Raw? Uh,
2: Why
1: would they scrap that match? I mean, what did Sasha do? Uh. Like, well, I hear that they were loving on Sasha, and then they were hating on Sasha, and then she cut the promo, and now she's, like, the Antichrist christ division. And she wins a match and is number one contender, and now they're going to pull that match? Like, did she not swallow that night? I mean, what the fuck did I miss?
0: Yeah, she snowballed Vince.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. Your thoughts. I'll, like, get that taste out of my mouth. um
0: i don't know uh i you know i know that the promo didn't go down well with people because it um people thought she was legitimately retiring because she was hurt uh daniel bryan said i didn't believe it (laughs) i fucking smacked down live he's like i thought the promo was shit (laughs) i didn't believe her second she was retiring but uh yeah, I, I mean, some people, maybe she's in hot water over it. I don't know. I, I thought it was all right. Mark Henry pretended to retire once, and everybody fucking loved that. I guess the difference is he wasn't injured. Well, but at the same time, you could say,
1: say... They're both black, but one's a woman. So there's yeah. it's a triple standard now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea what the deal is there. I don't know either. <laughs> and this is the last bit of news here, folks. We've been waiting all day, all week, to talk about this. The match at UFC 203. There were ten matches on the card, but only one that anyone cared about. <laughs> CM Punk versus Mickey Gall. UFC 203. It was a five-round match, I believe it was, five minutes a round. CM Punk, who was paid five hundred thousand dollars to Mickey Gall's thirty thousand dollars, so he had something to prove. And everyone Oh wow, thirty
0: thousand? I thought you said three hundred thousand earlier. No, $30,000. Good
1: God, Punk. He that's, he he fucking stole the money there. Jesus. Ah. So the match went on, and in two minutes and fourteen seconds, CM Punk tapped out to a rear naked choke to Mickey Gall. Now This is something that we have been talking about for the last two years. Almost three, actually. This is the fight that we were all wanting to see. And I'm gonna say this right now. I'm glad, for once, UFC fans got fucked. Everyone involved in this whole thing got fucked. CM Punk got paid $500,000. Five hundred thousand dollars, half a million. Take- and think
0: about and think about what he did, I, dude. If I could get paid that kind of money to do what he did, I'd do it. I mean, go out there and get your ass kicked. I shit, I'd do it for half. Um,
1: yeah, and the and the the fight sucked. It absolutely sucked. And everyone is saying, you know, you have people on Twitter going, "Where to live your dream, punk? Don't listen to the haters. Don't no." Punk, for once in your life, listen to the haters. You spent two years training for this, and you went down in two minutes and 14 seconds. Now, I'm not a UFC fighter. I'm not a fucking... It's not me. It's not my thing. But if you're training in jiu-jitsu and judo and all that shit, it shouldn't take you two years to get your first fucking strike. And the thing that really fucked off is Punk is still a white belt. Mickey Gall's yeah. round belt. Yeah, Mickey Gall,
0: I mean, I I looked with this fight. I looked at their stats before the fight because I was like, you know, I need to know more about Mickey Gall. I mean, I know he's a rookie, but I hear he's a fighter, so I looked it up and it's like he had a, a lot of experience. He's been fighting since he was like fourteen or training anyway. And he's like got all these belts and he has several championships for like amateur uh fighting and so he's uh He's he's no slouch. He's a rookie, but he was a rookie with uh he's a rookie with uh, potential, and um, and then you look at Punk's page on UFC.com. Nothing. <laughs> it's just a big blank. There's fucking nothing, and it's like, oh my god. Before the fight even went down, it was like, you know, if we look at this from a st- statistics wise, who who has more experience here? There's no way in hell Punk should win this. And I thought something was gonna happen. Somehow he was gonna miraculously do something just because it would piss people off.
1: Yeah, run in.
0: <laughs> yeah. But and nothing happened. Oh my god, he got he got creamed. He went in for I mean, you you can see a screenshot of when it when it all went south, and it went south about uh two seconds into the match. <laughs> He ran as fast as he could over to Mickey Gall, threw a punch, and Mickey was like, that ain't hitting me. He ducked, and he threw, he took him to the ground, and from the rest of that match, the next two minutes was him just being savagely beat to death. I mean, Mickey Gall was not – he was not throwing pussy punches. He was beating the fuck out of Punk's head. And I mean, it was choking him. And yeah, and eventually he put him in the rear naked choke and, and CM Punk tapped immediately. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. So, uh,
1: and then he goes off and says, this is the best night of my life. It's like, so if this is the best night of your life, why are you bitching and complaining you weren't in the main event at WrestleMania? Cause yeah. you're going to lose there too. <laughs> and get paid more. And it's like, oh my God, the, the two years for this. Two years for this, and Punk. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. If this is your career, I'm happy for you. But this makes yeah. me go. I'm so glad that Jason David Frank didn't fight him because it would have. Yeah, been- I'm I'm looking at Jason David Frank's page
0: right now because I I haven't looked to see what he had to say yet. It would have been on yeah. Spin Kick, and then the Dragons. Oh my God, dude! If they fought, Frank would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even be close. I mean, I used to think Punk might have had a semblance of a chance. After seeing him fight Mickey Gall, it's like, oh my god, the poor guy. I mean, I went from hating Punk to feeling sorry for him in under two minutes. <laughs> it was like, I mean, and if he has two more fights, it's like, I honestly hope he gets a punch in. I don't want him to go down as the worst fighter ever. <laughs> because if he loses his next two fights the same way he lost this one i mean he'll he could go in the record books as like the worst and it's like god i hope he at least you know gets a kick in or a punch or just you know he doesn't have to win but he could at least you know have a decent showing but god man that was just a he got he got that was like bubba in a prison took him out back And just fucked him in the ass.
1: That's exactly what happened. (laughs) I watched this fight, and here's the thing. I'm gonna admit this. I wanted to be proved wrong. I wanted to come onto this podcast and say, CM Punk, you were right. This is the career path. You, even if he lost, I wanted to see him go down swinging. Like, just, I wanted to be proved wrong. About this whole fucking thing. I wanted to eat Crow and just admit that I know fucking nothing about anything and that Punk is really God and I should have just listened to him in the first place. Called, I wanted to say that. Nope. (laughs) Nope. didn't happen. It didn't fucking happen. And I'm sitting there going, you know, I don't like when I'm right because it gets boring after a while. But this was just a train wreck. Just a fucking train wreck. It, It makes me go... You trained two years for this? I mean, and you got $500,000 for this? Yeah, it was, uh... White's asshole has got to be sore. And I know, there's people, and UFC fans are worse than wrestling fans, trust me. They're going, well, Brock's fucking loser lost his first match, and... and, and... (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, Brock Lesnar but did.
0: first. Brock, Brock had a pretty decent showing in that first match, too. He at least and he punch. And he, uh... Brock had a huge uh wrestling background. And, you know, he was... And look at Brock Lesnar, for fuck's sake. I mean, it's not... It's not hard to see why he might have had a better chance than Punk. I mean, we're comparing, like, apples to raisins here. It's just... <laughs> CM Punk is a shriveled up little raisin, and, and, like, fucking, uh, Brock Lesnar is like a coconut, man. It's. <laughs> this is, this is not a good comparison.
1: It, it made you go, oh my god. Th- this is. This is bad. Like, this is WrestleMania 27 bad. Where, like, no one looked good. This dude was just. This was bad,
0: I mean not only that, but it could hurt I mean if he ever wants to come back to wrestling, this could hurt his um his his mystique, his character because when he comes back, people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, well, look at what happened to you in UFC." I mean any anybody he ever goes against could just bring that up in a promo. Dude, I watch you get your ass kicked in two minutes and fourteen seconds and then get choked out and not get a single punch in.
1: And then Punk will be all, hey, I had the balls to do something that you people couldn't do.
0: Ugh. Hell it it even makes wrestling in general kind of look bad because this is a guy that had a longer match with Undertaker. And Brock Lesnar. I mean, he he remember Brock Lesnar had to have Heyman's help to beat CM Punk. <laughs> Undertaker um, had to use what two tombstones to put CM Punk down? But Mickey Gall, <laughs> this rookie—I mean, yeah, of course one is real, as one is fake. But when you when things like this happen, when there's a crossover, you know, it's like he just kind of made the whole industry look bad that way because now wrestlers look like pussies.
1: I just find it funny that his whole beef was with The Rock, and he goes down to a guy called Mickey.
0: I don't get it. What's the deal?
1: I'm going to say that again. What's the Rock's nickname? Rocky. He gets oh by a guy named Mickey, who trained Rocky in the movie. It's poetic fucking justice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I think the funny thing is, is that he got to where he was in the UFC, this big fight, um, the, through a similar situation that the Rock and them got their big deals. I mean, he didn't work his way up. He, I mean, yeah, he didn't go against, like, some amazing guy either, but he got paid $500,000 and got a decent spot on the card just because of his name.
1: I think the only guys that got more than him were the two heavyweights, Overeem and whoever he fought. But Punk was, like, third on the payroll, and he's just coming in.
0: Yeah, his first fight, he's paid $500,000, and he gets a good spot on the card, all because of his name, basically. So he's, he has become what he hates. Pretty much. He has gone to the dark side, and then he got his ass whooped. He's become The Rock. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, and, and you know what? As much as I hate The Rock, I bet even he could do better in a fucking UFC match than that. Because that was, that was sad. That was just, uh. You watch it, and you're like, oh, you poor bastard. It's like watching a train wreck happen and you can't (laughs) look away.
1: It's like a train running over a fresh litter of bunnies. You know? Like,
0: oh my god, this is awful, but this is. I have to watch this. I
1: have to put this on YouTube. Um, it's. (laughs) Yeah. It makes me wonder did somewhere in that beating, did he get humbled? Like, did, did, like, the humble bus hit him? And he went, oh fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or is he still a dick? I've been acting like a dick my whole life. What have I been doing? I mean, they had the interview after the match, and it was like a 10-minute interview, and he's all, You guys are going to make me cry. This is exactly what I wanted. I wish I would have won, but this is what I've been training for, and this is the best night of my life outside of getting married. And he's just going on and on about how grateful he is to UFC and that he loves UFC, and, like, this is where he wants to be. And he just wishes the result was different because, you know, he wanted to win. And I'm all, how hard did Mickey Gall hit you? I mean, I I don't, again, if this is what Punk wants to do, more power to you. But when the fucking owner of the company says, yeah, no, you're not going to be fighting here again. What does that tell you? That they wasted two years of this shit. And it almost makes me go, you know, I kind of wish Jason David Frank would have fought him. And one spin kick.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, I think the strangest thing is all the guys giving him all this credit. Like, I'm fine with Punk saying this is what he wants to do, because if that's what he wants to do, then that's cool. I mean, I'm glad he's enjoying himself. But people that are saying he's doing this, that he was like some kind of, like, brave-as-fuck warrior, you know, that went and did this amazing thing that everybody else would be too pussy to do. It's like, uh, how is it brave to get your ass kicked for $500,000?
1: Yeah, right? I mean,
0: I could do that. <laughs> I, mean, if, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be fun <laughs> getting beat up by a pro fighter, but that's half a million dollars.
1: I mean, that would pay all your medical bills. Yes, I, I could have. I could be set up for, for a very good amount of time, and not have to worry about anything. The better, would you take a fall? Or would you let him hit you first?
0: Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, depends on if I got paid more. <laughs> throw in an extra, throw in an extra uh, half a million dollars. I'll take a punch. But yeah, no, I would take a fall for money. Are you kidding me? Shit, <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a that's not even a question. There, there's no moral values or anything there. It's like five hundred thousand dollars take a fall. Yeah, he'll do it.
1: Like just one punch. That's all I fucking need. Um. Uh, so, your final thoughts on CM Punk? As two years of waiting, and we got two men. Ma- CM Punk two fourteen says, "I just got choked out." yeah <laughs> final thoughts on punk
0: um well i I hope you you got what you wanted because uh <laughs> that's two years down the drain
1: buddy, and all the promotion they put behind him and doing these weekly shows, the documentary of punk and all this shit all for two minutes and fourteen seconds
0: yeah and you know i I hope you don't come just trying back to wrestling again because that's gonna look really bad. I hope whatever he decides to do, he decides to stick to it, and because he's just going to look like a little bitch if he comes back now. He's gonna he's gonna look like he got his ass kicked, and he's like, "Please reemploy
1: me." I I don't know. I I held my head and I watched the fight like six times because it's like, and at this moment in time, CM Punk realized he done fucked up. Like they're the memes just. There's been, like, a thousand memes of this already.
0: Yeah, I have, like, I want to say 14 pictures of CM Punk's face after the fight. (laughs) Of him, just, of the face he was making. He looked so sad, and his face was just destroyed, you know? His ear, oh my god, his ear was, like, morphed into some other thing that wasn't an ear anymore. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh... It, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty fucked up, <laughs> to say the least.
1: It, it. I can safely say, whoever booked this match didn't book it right because a brown belt versus a white belt. That's like Brock Lesnar versus a kitten. I mean, what fucking results do you think you're going to fucking get? Even if the kitten has rabies, Brock's still gonna win, and. Punk didn't look like he belonged in the octagon. Like he, he, he just—he didn't look like he knew what the fuck he was doing. And as soon as the bell rang, there's a screenshot where you could see in his head, "Oh shit, just got real." Like uh, yeah, uh,
0: and I gotta say, you know, some people were actually saying he looked better than he did in WWE because of
1: his physique. He <laughs> looked like he needed a sandwich to me. Uh, he's down to 170 And I'm like Jesus Christ dude I think AJ weighs more than you I mean <laughs>
0: he, he looked I mean his face He looked old He had the bags He was really skinny Is just Oh Punk This is This is not going well for you buddy It's well, time to hang it up
1: that, If there's anything to hang up I Punk if This is what you want to do Go for it Um I don't think Vince McMahon is going to be calling you anytime soon. In fact, I know he won't be calling you anytime soon because I'm sure he watched the fight and he was laughing. Yeah, I actually have a a, a picture for that. And I'm sure Triple H watched the fight and said, you know, for more money, our match at Mania would have been a lot quicker. (laughs) I'd go down for him. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. And yes, that is the face right there. That... <laughs> you see Vince? They
0: they put Vince in that picture? That's great. Over there on the right? Oh,
1: just Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, make this happen. Please. Please make this happen. I want to see you fight Punk now. I do. I, I want to see it. One spin kick is all I need. One spin kick.
0: <laughs> I That wouldn't even be fair. I mean... Mickey Gall was one Wait, thing. I mean, it wasn't fair with Mickey Gall. And while uh, Jason David Frank is a little bit old for UFC, and and uh, he he's a martial artist since, you know, birth practically. And he knows lots of different martial arts. He's way better than a white belt in most of them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that would just be – especially, I mean – he would have to cut weight if they ever wanted to have, like, officially sanctioned fight. But if he were to, like, walk up to him in the street,
1: he'd, he'd just kill him. And there was a comment I heard. Um, remember on the podcast, he says, yeah, people say that otherwise I'll punch him in the throat. Well, not if I get you in a chokehold first. Yeah, it, well, he he said
0: that, what was it, people who insult me or something, you know you'd never say that to my face. Otherwise, I I'd, I'd punch you in the throat. And it's like... Uh, I don't know about that, would you? It's like, make, well, <laughs> I mean,
1: some shit to you, and... Y-
0: you tried to punch him in the throat, and that didn't work out so well.
1: <laughs> Again, I wonder if he's humbled. I wonder if he's staying at home going, fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, God. Just... Ah, I'm sure UFC fans got what they wanted, and every once in a while, I love when they get Fucked. I really do, because they're like, what the fuck? Just... Oh, Punk, really, dude. Can I say it's a bad time to have left WWE? Especially with all the indie talent that's showing up.
0: Didn't, didn't fucking Batista do better than he did? I, I think he did.
1: I just... Jesus Christ, that's a lot of fucking memes. Um, yeah... <laughs> That was that was right after the fight happened.
0: That was somebody took a screen capture of the entire uh, page showing all the different topics. So each one of those is a topic, and uh, yeah, the vast majority of them were just pictures of Punk's face and a bunch of people laughing. But yeah, that was a
1: uh, that was a funny day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fucking Christ. I heard he had he got like advice from Brock. I wonder what that advice was. It should have been hey, lay down for
0: Mickey. Just don't 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 try to fight him, just lay down. Ah
1: uh, That's gonna do it. If, unless you want to talk more about Punk. I, I can talk all day. <laughs> no, 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 we should we should move on. I mean Punk
0: Punk has been humbled enough on his own we don't need to humble him anymore. <laughs> He's let let him cry for a while. He'll be He'll, he'll maybe, you know, have a couple fights uh, now, the later. The question in
1: is, awful. if he's going to fight again, are you going to watch it?
0: Uh, yeah, probably.
1: And are you on the stance of, I want to be proven wrong, or I hope he gets his ass kicked again?
0: I'm honestly just interested. I don't know. Um, I It's not that I want to be proven wrong. It's more like, I don't want him to go down feeling like the worst... UFC fighter ever. I hope he gets a better showing. Cause, I mean, even if I don't like him, he, I mean, come on, he, it's like, I hope he gets a little bit of a better showing at least.
1: Like the faciest face there's ever faced. He <laughs> just can't say anything negative. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, that's
0: the story of CM Punk's life right now. <laughs>
1: I wonder how Cole Cabana's doing right now.
0: Uh, aren't they not friends anymore? No, oh, they're not. So uh, maybe he's laughing then.
1: That's what happens when you when you have a Jewish friend. You keep them because shit goes south when you lose them. Yeah, you need you need the Jews. The Jews are good people. Yeah, he got rid of Paul Heyman, and look what happened.
0: Exactly. I mean, Paul Heyman's the greatest Jew ever, and look at look at Punk now.
1: Uh, With that said, why don't we get into the pay-per-view that took place. That's not UFC 203,
2: but Backlash 2016.
1: something different this time because it was a SmackDown pay per view, so Alex is gonna take it away. And I'm gonna say for the record, this was not the greatest fucking pay-per-view in the fucking world. People get the fuck over it. But it was it was it, it was good. It was good. Uh
0: I it was better than considering the card, I wasn't expecting it to be shit. But it was like, oh hey damn, we got a fucking great IC match. A great IC match. Damn that was like like why the fuck didn't they have a match like that at SummerSlam?
1: Because reasons.
0: I mean, what Ambrose and and uh, and Ziggler got? What was it like? Fucking fifteen minutes at most, I and they that... didn't do shit. It was like yeah, it may have been ten minutes, and meanwhile, Miz and fucking Ziggler got like fucking forty-five minutes or something ridiculous, and they put on a show. It was crazy. Anyway, um, starts out, um, th- th- on the kickoff show, uh, I didn't, I don't remember what all much I watched of this, but I have a run through so I can tell you what happened. Baron Corbin defeated Apollo Cruz. uh, the- Apollo Cruz needs to go back to, to NXT, um, because he's not ready. I mean, he's got the, he's got the wrestling chops, but he has zero fucking personality, and, um. Even his good buddies have basically told him that at this point. Um, I want to say it was Ziggler. Corbin. No, 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 no. I, I mean, on Talking Smack at one, to, at one point, um, Ziegler actually mentioned that, um, and Ziggler was being a nice guy about this, but he mentioned Apollo Cruz needs to show personality. He says he needs to go out there and really show people who he is and why people should care about him. And uh, I agree. Because you know he can be the best wrestler in the world, but um, you know without without those special moments in a match, without characterization, without story, it's just it's just athleticism. It's just there's nothing like Kevin Owens said this: he says, good matches have good moments. Like you can have some great athletic fucking forty-five minute match where you know people are just doing flips off the ceiling and. You know, you may not remember most of the match because it didn't have anything special in it. Matches need to have, uh, moments, special moments, that make you remember them. And, uh, it's kind of like, uh, think of, uh, um, you, you can apply this to a lot of things, really, uh, but like, think of the old Star Wars movies compared to the prequels. It's like, the old Star Wars movies had, um, not not exactly impressive fight scenes. They were just kind of there. But the stories they told with those fights, the music, the characters, the acting, it was all top-notch, and it made you care about the fight and what happened. Um, the prequels were fights for the sake of fighting with a million lightsabers and just, like, constant over-the-top crazy shit, and... People don't like them as much because the characterization wasn't as heavy. There wasn't... It was more about the fight itself and not about the people in it. And, um... Apollo Cruz, I'm tying this back into Apollo Cruz. This is what I'm trying to talk about. Apollo Cruz doesn't have much of a character to show. So, until he does, you're not going to really care about what he's doing. Because he can be the greatest athlete in the world, but he's not giving you a reason to in, invest in him. To, to He doesn't have a character to care about. And, uh... So that's that's basically just how I feel about Apollo Cruz at this point. He needs to go back to NXT and work on it, and then come back because he's a great talent. But he's he, all he is is the smiling guy. Like I, I saw a joke once. that said, "Apollo Cruz or, or Apollo Cruz isn't black. He's he's smiley face. Because <laughs> that's whatever you see him. He has that enormous smile on his face.
1: He's the emoji.
0: Yeah, he's he's not black. He's an emoji." He's the smiling emoji. Um, but yeah, he just... He lost to Baron Corbin, and I could care less because he hasn't done anything to make me care about him. So, uh... Anyway, um... There was also... Uh, oh, yeah, that they had the scrolling text. And Remembrance of September 11th, because this was on September 11th. Uh... Then we have a video package, blah, 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 and then, uh, uh Shane McMahon is there tonight, SmackDown takes this new era to a new level, and,
2: uh,
0: where were we at, the Coliseum in Richmond, I guess, Richmond, Virginia, um, Big Town, yeah, Big Pyro, Mar Ranallo gets to call maybe his per- first pay-per-view, I guess, because it's a SmackDown pay-per-view, um, Technically, no. Um, he, he was at SummerSlam. Was he on the, oh yeah, because they had the SmackDown matches. Yeah, they went back and forth. Yeah, they went back and forth.
1: Is it safe to say that Mauro Naro is not Michael Cole? Uh, yes, Mauro is amazing. I love Mauro. Uh,
0: him and Corey Graves are probably the best to me. And, uh, I don't. I don't know anything about Corey's wrestling. I. I, I don't care, <laughs> at all, because uh, he retired before I got to watch him. But uh he's a good commentator. Yeah. Um. They need they, a lot of people hate Bro- uh, Booker T as commentator. I would love to have Booker T back. <laughs> he fucking. He fucking makes everything hilarious to me. Um. But he's still on the, you know, panel or whatever. Uh. Anyway, Shane McMahon is out there. And the ring. I believe David Bryan's there, too. Yeah, he is. Um, loud yes chance. Shane's like, well, welcome to SmackDown. This is Backlash. Uh, thanks for making SmackDown a live success. I really like it. Um, you fans are just... You're blowing up the internet with, with all the comments, and, and our ratings are going to the roof, and, and this is actually somewhat true, because SmackDown's ratings have been doing pretty well compared to how they have been the past... Uh, I want to say 10 years or so. SmackDown has never really done amazing in the ratings or anything. But they've been, they've been almost catching up to Raw.
1: Well, I think it's because SmackDown has added accoutrements. They have a two hour show and they cram as much as they can. And then they have Talking Smack. Yeah, Talking Smack, I mean,
0: isn't even on the, it's the best part. It's not even on the fucking network. Or it's not even on the, yeah, it's not even on the TV network. But, uh, it's because it's SmackDown, like, they have really shoved some story into their wrestling. I mean, and the wrestling has been really good, too. And we thought Raw had the stacked roster, but they're doing more with their less stacked roster than in two hours than Raw is doing with their stacked roster in three. It's crazy. Uh... I never thought SmackDown was going to ever be better than Raw, and it is. it has been for the most part. Well, back in 2002 to 2006,
1: I think SmackDown was the better show. When Heyman was taking over, or however long it fucking was.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Uh, Brian says, I'm going to keep Team Blue's momentum going tonight. We're gonna have two title defenses: the WWE Intercontinental Championship and the WWE World Championship, and uh, and then we're also gonna have the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, Shane's like uh, we're having a Women's Six Pack Challenge to crown the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion, and that match kicks off the show. So we have the match to crown the first ever. WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Six Packs Challenge Elimination Match Ultra Super uh, Street Fighter Four Becky Lynch versus Nikki Bella versus Naomi versus Natalya versus Carmella versus Alexa Bliss, Turbo Edition and uh, <laughs> it was a hell of a mouthful of a match. Um, it was all all right. It wasn't the best women's match, but it wasn't bad. And the Becky finally did something. She finally she finally got somewhere. She got the title and I'm happy for her. Can
1: I say I like the blue version of the title than I do the red version of the title?
0: I like the SmackDown titles or the SmackDown um tag titles more, too. I think they look badass.
1: They look different.
0: I think it's because um like just the tag titles, I mean, uh the Raw tag titles, the ones that look like pennies, they aren't very shiny. Whereas the the silver ones are shiny as hell. They're like mirrors, so they just look badass. There's shiny titles. It's like, oh, wow. They're shiny. They look like a championship. And they're not bronze. They look better than bronze. They don't look like third place. They at least look like second place now.
1: My only problem with the match is not that I don't want to say the result. But now we have two women's champions. Well, all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, my, that's my only problem. This now devalues the women's title. It's like, uh, you had, it's like if you went to a boxing fight and you had two champions. Well, there's a welterweight class and a, a middleweight class and a heavyweight class. Well, what if there's two heavyweight champions? Well, which one? And that's the problem I'm having. Yeah, we're we're back to this, and I I'm not a fan of it. But hats off to Becky.
0: Yeah, um, and if you want the uh, the rundown of how the match went, Alexa Bliss got eliminated, uh, Naomi then got eliminated, Natalya got eliminated, Nikki Bella got eliminated, and then uh, that would have been Becky Lynch led la- left who uh, who said, "Becca Balboe,
1: baby." Are Carmella get eliminated too? uh yeah where the fuck was carmella on this i list? She was on in the match
0: yeah no she she was i'm just it doesn't i, I bet it, it i think that's who becky beat actually yeah because Eva marie was supposed to
1: be in
2: there
0: thank god yeah becky put the put the arm bar on carmella and carmella tapped out so yeah uh, go becky lynch um she did some Irish stuff with her voice, so I'm not gonna, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> she, she just said, called herself Becky Balboa again, and yeah. Um, they had the second chance challenge match. Winners advance to the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament Finals. The Usos versus the Hype Brothers. Um, this was because, uh, the, uh, the Usos on SmackDown. Uh, decided that they wanted to be heel, and so where the hell did my fucking run through go? It just jumped off the page. Well,
1: um, Alpha got eliminated because Gabe got yeah, hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he did, he wasn't really hurt. That was
1: part of the show. I oh, wasn't really. The- I thought he was legitimately hurt.
0: No, no, no. I'm I'm pretty damn sure that was part of the show because I I knew that was going to happen as soon as the way the match went down. Because I mean. They attacked his leg on purpose, and that's what, apparently, what was wrong. wrong. So, yeah, it was a leg injury that they caused on purpose. Um, And they wanted to do that so that Heath and Rhino could win because they were really fucking over, and they wanted to strike that iron while it was hot. But they didn't want to screw over American Alpha, who were really popular. So I thought it was a good idea, honestly, to just... Make the Usos look like assholes, get them... I thought Gable was legitimately hurt, so good job, WWE. You, you fooled me on that one. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he's not. I mean, I could be wrong, but I was under the impression it was all kayfabe. Uh, so, yeah, the Usos turned heel back on, I guess, last Friday or something. Or not Friday, last Tuesday, maybe? I don't remember. And uh, they're totally gangster now, and uh, they uh before they did that though they what they they attacked uh the hype or not the hypers they attacked they attacked American Alpha right as the bell rang as the American Alpha was walking to their corner then American Alpha did their fucking finisher on him killed him as fast as CM Punk and uh uh, and then the Usos were very pissed and attacked his leg, and then they came out as heels and all black and no face paint and, like, gangster shirts and shit on the uh, the pay-per-view. And they fought the Hype brothers and beat the Hype brothers. And uh, the Usos are like, yeah, motherfucker, that's why I'm saying right here in Samoa. You know what, motherfucker, we represent. Shit. You know who we is? We the fucking Usos. We man, we so fucking Samoan. This is how we roll in Samoa, man. We got our fucking rims, our fucking fancy ass cars, our little uh, dumbass ricer engines, man. Fuck, are we gonna be in fast and furious. And so they uh yeah, they're gonna fight Uh I think it was Heath Slater and Rhino later tonight now. Um yeah. Backstage, anyway, we had uh, Renee Young with Heath Slater and Rhino. Speak of the devil. We we'll get double wide. Yeah. Um, Renee's like, so hey, you guys are fighting the Usos in the finals, and uh, and uh, Slater's like, yo, man, we gotta stay focused, yo, cause like, dude, we gotta win. I gotta get a double wide for Beulah and my eighteen kids and my three hundred and seventy six other kids and. Damn, son. And uh uh Slater or or Rhino, you you all right? You haven't like, I mean, I've been having some stomach troubles today. We did we eat the same thing then right and then he's like he's like, "Whoa, I'm He's Oh my god, I just shit my pants. I'll be back." <laughs> and uh that's what was implied to have happened anyway. He didn't say that. And then
2: and
0: then the <laughs> fucking uh Renee is left alone with Rhino, and Rhino gives her the eyes again. He's like, "Hey, baby," <laughs> and, and fucking Renee just leaves. She's like, "I don't, I don't want any of that man beast dick." <laughs> <laughs> you ever, have you ever taken a look at Rhino? He is a
1: weird looking dude. Yeah, he's got legs like, like Brock Lesnar's waist. I mean, there's, there's, it should not be that big. <laughs> he is like a
0: wall too. I mean, he's like. The only part of him that looks like it's really jacked are his arms, but then you look at his arms compared to his torso, and his arms look tiny! He's got this fucking like, 23 inch wide (laughs) fucking torso, and like, and it's like all just mass. It's not even muscle, it's just, it's just mass. He looks like a wall, with really short, stubby, fat ass legs, that are, that are actually really muscle, so he's just this weird-looking, muscled-up little – I don't know. He's about six feet maybe, so he's not really tall. And then he's got the long hair and the crazy eyes and shit, and he looks – he's hes fucking – he's like a caveman. It's hilarious. And uh yeah, he's
1: uh
0: – they're going to have their match next or later or something after Miz and – And uh, Dolph Ziggler.
1: Which was an amazing fucking match.
0: Yes, it was. Um, God. Before the match, though, The Miz is talking to Daniel Bryan. He's like, I want to be paid like an A-lister. And you know what? If you're not going to do it, I'm going to renegotiate my contract because I can do that. And you know what? When I go out there and I win tonight, we are going to talk and we are going to renegotiate my contract. And you're not going to have any say in it. And Daniel Bryan has this look on his face like, he is ready to fucking kill Miz. <laughs> Miz walks off, and Daniel Bryan is steaming. And uh, he doesn't say a word. But so, Daniel Bryan... Or that, I love more on that later. You
1: no, know, they said they were going to keep Bryan and Miz apart, and they keep putting them together? Yeah. It's like they want to see Miz die or something. Like, they, they're waiting for someone to blow up. Yeah.
0: So they had the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler for the IC Championship, and this was... One hell of a match. Um, Props to both guys. I haven't seen Ziggler this good since, like, maybe two years ago. And I've never seen Miz this good. It's not happened. I mean, Miz has always been passable.
1: Consistent is the best word for it. Yeah,
0: consistently passable. And uh, Ziggler, you know, I feel like this was his fucking triple S game he put on tonight. You know, which he doesn't... He doesn't seem like he does that as much anymore, and he went out there, and Miz went out there, and they both just fucking tore the house down. Um, they were doing all kinds of different shit. I mean, it was like a legit, like, grappling match for a while on the ground, and that was awesome, and then it moved into, like, strikes, and then it became Miz doing Daniel Bryan's moves to piss him off. That was fucking cool. He was doing the corner drop kicks. He did the S thing. He uh, did a couple of the strikes. He did the uh, surfboard stretch, and uh, and then you, you had all the Ziggler's crazy shenanigans too. He was doing like all kinds. He was being Ziggler, the good Ziggler, the old Ziggler, and and he was selling like hell as he normally does. And it was just the whole match was just it was a, it was fun to watch. I was. Incredibly surprised. I did, I mean, and I know these guys are best friends, and they've had a million matches together now, but this was easily their best, like bar none. And uh, at least he didn't sell the nut shot like he did with Corbin. It was all, oh god, <laughs> yeah. Um, Ziggler looked like he was going to win, but then. Maurice got involved and sprayed something in Ziggler's eyes. I thought it was Mace at first, but I'm pretty sure... Well, at least I thought it was supposed to be Mace and kayfabe, but his eyes were like, oh, I can see fine after the match. If it was Mace, he would have been in excruciating pain and not looking anywhere.
1: And he would have so, been flipping.
0: Yeah, it, it, was probably, it was probably supposed to be like hairspray or cologne or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, Miz got the skull-crushing finale, um, and he won. And... uh as much as I hate seeing Ziggler lose, that was still one hell of a match. That was, that was, and you know what, it helps Miz, you know. Miz is still trying to prove a point out there, and now he looks like, you know,
1: he's looking legit. I Well, I think after the Bryan promo, Miz losing would have cut his balls off. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I had to win, and just, this match was just fucking insane. Just and, and I thought, you know, Dolph could have won, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we find out earlier in the night, um, we see Bray Wyatt taking uh, Randy Orton's leg, shoving it in a door frame, and then slamming the door over and over on uh, Randy Orton's ankle. And uh, he's like, that's right, man.
2: I hate ankles.
0: I fucking hate ankles, man. They've been lying to you, man. Them ankles, they're evil. They're evil. They've been telling you what to do, Randy. And Randy, you shouldn't have been listening to them ankles, man. So I'm going to break yours, okay?
1: <laughs> I thought you how the promo went, but that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and uh so, yeah, Randy is not able to compete. All so, of a sudden. Yeah, Bray, that's Wyatt, that's Bray Wyatt comes out, and he's like, He's like, <laughs> You see, man? What did I tell you? I you know what, ref, you're gonna count to fucking ten or I'm gonna take you back out to my shed. And so the ref counts to ten and he's like, That's right! I am a god I am a god and then explosion, Kane shows up, they have a def- they have a impromptu match which Bray Wyatt loses. I'm sorry. I, it, I, <laughs> I have lost so much faith. I mean for the longest time I had faith and it's like – and of course, yeah, Randy Orton got involved and RKO'd him, and that's how Kane got the win. But Randy Orton was injured. We, ha- we had – this was done. We didn't – this is how we were going to – it's like I thought he was safe now because I honestly didn't think he was going to beat Randy in the first place. I thought Randy was going to get his win back after losing to Los, Brock Lesnar, and uh, I was like, oh, sweet. Randy's out. uh that means Bray might win tonight and he fights Kane a guy who is consistently booked like a joke most of the time and is 49 years old I believe uh, he, and he doesn't he doesn't really need this win over Bray there's a lot of jobbers he could be beating up like the milkman on fucking raw or whatever that was and uh Fucking, I don't know. They just... Poor Bray Wyatt is just... Uh, he loses again. Um Fun fact. Uh, Bo Dallas has more singles wins this year than Bray Wyatt.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: And uh, I never thought I would say that. You know, for those who don't know Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas is a comedy jobber who happens to be the real-life brother of Bray Wyatt, who for a long time was you know possibly going to be the next undertaker or maybe the next mankind and they considered you know he was booked as this badass you know paranormal freaky guy and and everybody loved him and now he's winning less than fucking comedy jobbers it's 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 a sad state of affairs and like uh, i don't even know I, I don't even know what to say anymore is it uh, it's like I mean, Kevin Owens just won the title of the fucking universe, right? I mean, and he's a fat, fat guy. So surely, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bray isn't as ring, I mean, as far as, like, you know, ring talent goes. He may not be as good as Kevin Owens, but I think psychology-wise, Bray Wyatt is, like, second to practically none as far as newer guys go. He, He knows how to play a character in a match and this is a guy that, and he knows how to use a mic and he knows how to get the fucking crowd behind him and he can put on a good match and they just treat him like shit forever and it's just, come on just throw me a fucking bone here I just, I I mean just let him beat somebody anybody, let him fuck I mean, if you don't want him beating big names then just let him beat a bunch of douchebags for like three years straight or something I don't know it's just, ah, it is so fucked up. It's like, is it, is it only Triple H guys that get to do well now or something? Is it, because I mean, you got, even Roman Reigns was technically a Triple H guy from what I understand. I hear that Triple H was the one that said Roman Reigns. And, uh, and we know Seth is a Roman Reigns guy. We know Kevin Owens is a Roman Reigns guy. Or, or Kevin Owens. I'm getting that all messed up. Fine. Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, um, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, uh, Shinsuke, they're all Triple H guys, and they're all doing really well. Meanwhile, homegrown WWE guys aren't doing nearly as well. Most of them are not, you know, doing well at all. It's it's mostly indie guys, and I know that's... I'm not saying indie guys are bad. As a matter of fact, I like pretty much everybody. I just... And Roman Reigns isn't an indie guy either, so... I can't really say that, I guess. But I like all these guys. I just wonder is it because it's is this like the Triple H era of guys or I mean is is the Vince era of guys over? I mean, I'm sure people want that, but it's like, you know, some of these guys are salvageable like Bray Wyatt. I really want him to go places and it's just like, man, I've completely lost faith in them doing anything with them.
1: I never thought that would happen. I I can't believe I'm saying that. I think Bray is more of a Jake Roberts slash Kevin Sullivan where the promos suck you in and even though you know he's losing, there's still that chance that you're going to see something and then they still lose and you're, you're, you know, it's... The problem is the aura of Bray is just so diluted now, it's almost comical. But you're still going to listen to the sermons. You're still going to be, quote-unquote, freaked out. Is I don't think they can push. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. But they did the same thing with Jake Roberts. He cut this amazing fucking promo, and he'd still lose. Kevin Sullivan, same thing. Cut this amazing fucking creepy ass, you're going to hell, and Satan, and you know all this shit, and he'd still lose. But it's still, when they're on screen, you pay attention. I, I feel like some people are losing that, though,
0: with Bray. I feel like he's become all talk. Because that's, I mean, even Randy basically did a promo out of it. He's like, You're all talk, Bray. I'm not afraid of you. I mean, and it's, that's, that's exactly what it's become. It's become, he talks mad shit about being a god and the face of fear and all this really cool shit. And then when he gets in the ring, he loses. So it's basically, he's just all talk. He can't back it up. So it's just. It's, it's fucking frustrating, but, I mean, I, I I don't know who to blame exactly because I remember way back um, on that first televised podcast where Vince was on Stone Cold's podcast. He said he liked Bray. That was, like, his favorite part of the show. He's like, I thought that thing braided out there tonight was fucking awesome. I love Bray Wyatt. And it's like, well, shit, he's on Vince's side. Why the hell is he doing so awful? <laughs> I don't know. Who the fuck is running the show and who is saying Bray Wyatt is not good and we shouldn't be pushing him? What the fuck? Anyway, um, I could dwell on this all day, so I'm going
1: to I'm still on. waiting for them to put Bray and Bo together. I'm waiting for it to happen. Well, you know they're pushing Bo
0: right now to be to have lost it a little. Like okay. he, he does the typical Bo stuff, but then he gets in the ring and he's like vicious – I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh when he beats uh when he beats Bray and then I'm gonna cry. Uh, anyway, uh, so Kane wins, um, walks out and that's the end of that. Uh, it was a no holds barred match. The match actually wasn't that bad. I mean, it had a cool a couple cool spots. Um, uh, mainly Bray doing the uh, was it the uh, Sinton? A running sentence on, yeah. uh, Kane and breaking the table. That was, that's pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, Kane won, so moving on, uh, uh, we have the, uh, finals of the SmackDown Tag Team Tournament. Uh, winners will become the first ever SmackDown Tag Team Champions for the Silver Pennies. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino versus The Usos. This was actually really cool. Um, Slater actually put in some work with some really strange RKO-looking moves near the end. I don't know what that was about. I, I think he's always done a neck breaker that looked like the RKO, but I haven't seen him do that many in a row to the point where people, like, my friend was there, and he's like, dude, is that the RKO? What the fuck? And, uh, yeah, so Slater starts out a little strong, gets his ass kicked for most of the match. Um,
1: it's the SKWTF.
0: What's that stand for?
1: Uh, Slater, K, what the fuck.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And so eventually, after the Usos beat the hell out of him like all match, he, call, he gets Rhino in. Rhino fucks them up for a while. Rhino gets tagged back out. And then he, Slater, does some work. He puts in the work. He starts running across doing RKO's. Or neck breakers, or whatever the hell they are. And he's doing punches, and he's throwing them out of the ropes, and he's he's looking like a badass out there. Of course, he does eventually get knocked back down, and it's looking grim. Um, it looks like he's about to get pinned by the Usos. I think somebody pulls off a uh, frog splash. I don't remember exactly what happened there. I just know that Rhino, when the ref wasn't looking, came in and gored uh, Jimmy, and... Uh, Slater covered him and they are the new champions and uh, so yeah Slater gets a contract and he's tag team champions with Rhino and it's pretty fucking cool um Slater's out there he's like he gets on the mic um, and he's like Beulah we're getting the double one baby and they show his all his red-headed kids in the audience that are not his but but look like him one of them was an overalls. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, Then we have the uh, WWE World Tag, or World Championship match, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. Um, If the IC title match was the best match of the night, then this was definitely the second best to me.
1: Yeah, by a very slim margin. Yeah. um, It's nice to see, I I can't believe I'm saying, it's nice to see Dean Ambrose work. Yeah, um... I don't know what his deal is. And I know there are people that are going to be yelling at me because Dean Ambrose is fucking Jesus on the internet. But it's nice to see Dean Ambrose fucking work. Yeah, it's... I wasn't bored for the first time in a long time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his issue is because he seems to know some legit wrestling But I think he wants to play a character too often that takes away from that. He wants to be the crazy hardcore match guy. But it's like that's not the era for that. This isn't the promotion for that. It's just not going to work here because he's not having hardcore. This isn't ECW. You can't be having those kind of matches all the time. So And he needs to just wrestle because he can and he fucking showed that he could. This is the second time I've seen him do it. He did it once with Triple H at Roadblock which was a fucking amazing match. And he did it tonight with AJ Styles with another fucking amazing match. And it was like... It was it was all good. The match was... It was great. There was lots of... Um, I want to say there was lots of counters, lots of uh, false uh, finishes. Um, there, uh, AJ pulled out every move he knew. Uh, Ambrose did moves he didn't know he knew, main, mainly because he was wrestling. Um... AJ eventually did cheat.
1: Uh, I'm I'm not sure a low blow counts as cheating. I mean,
0: uh, well, it would have got him disqualified if the ref had seen it.
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: anyway, uh, he I I would definitely say was cheating. I, I mean, in any normal situation, that's against the rules. So, um, I get that he was getting him back for what happened on. The previous Smackdown But at the same time It's like You know That was after That wasn't That wasn't like a match That was just something Ambrose did Because AJ was being a dick But uh Anyway He goes for Dirty Deeds Um Styles counters it And then uh The ref I think Yeah they got He got pushed into the ref The ref was Looking away for maybe Three seconds Uh Styles got a low blow in He kicked him right in the crotch and then he put the Styles Clash. Ref never saw it. Um, he pinned Ambrose. And now AJ Styles. Uh, probably the one of the biggest names to never be in the WWE. Is now the WWE Champion. Uh, pretty cool. Um, I wish... I mean, I, it's... I kind of would have liked Ambrose to be the Champion a little longer. Because I do think he deserved it. And I think he wanted it. But... Uh, he wasn't he wasn't putting in I, I don't think he was i don't think he was like consciously trying to be less entertaining i think he was trying to have a style that doesn't work in current wwe and he showed that he can do something else and that's what he should be doing he should well, he should have matches like he had with aj styles more often
1: he's one of those guys that doesn't need a title and it looks weird on him And I don't want to say you can't believe he's a world champion, but you can't believe he's a world champion, because he doesn't carry himself. And I know everyone's going to compare him to Stone Cold Steve Austin, but did you look at Stone Cold Steve Austin and go, yeah, that's the champion? No. When you saw The Rock and Triple H, you went, yeah, that's, that's what a champion should look like. Austin didn't have that champion look, and whether he had the belt or not, you still got the same fucking match. With Ambrose's problem, at least in my opinion, is there's nothing special about him. Like, there's... There's there's nothing. When he was with the S.H.I.E.L.D., he was kind of that unhinged kind of Heath Ledger kind of character, which I'm not a big fan of, but it worked. But then it became the lunatic fringe, and it's just... Well, he's inciting poetry, but then he's having the same match every night. and I mean, I I don't know. But I'm going to say this in Dean Ambrose's defense. In the last six months, we have had a guy from Ring of Honor, a guy from Japan, a guy from TNA, and a guy from CZW as world champions. Yeah. Who was the last WWE guy to be world champion? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Holy shit. What is going on with WWE? The indie talents have taken over.
0: That's actually uh, one of, I mean, what's not really a complaint that I was talking about (laughs) earlier. I'm fine with it, but I wonder if the the WWE guys are going to get the shaft in the end because of this. Because, I mean, there are some, I mean, I I get that indie guys tend to be really talented. But, you know, there are some talented homegrown guys, too. And I hope they continue to get chances.
1: I think it's come to a point to where Vince has to look at the roster and go, yeah, you're an indie guy. You made your name elsewhere. But for us to not give you the belt is, you know, kind of a dick move. I mean, you know what I mean? Just because yeah. you weren't homegrown in WWE doesn't mean you're not worth the opportunity because if the default answer is John Cena, then nobody fucking gets over. It just it doesn't fucking happen. But giving it to Rollins and uh and Balor for a day, Kevin Owens and Ambrose and I'll even throw Ambrose in the mix and now AJ Rollins. I, and Rollins I don't think has hurt anybody. I really don't think it's hurt the business acumen of WWE. No, absolutely not. People, I think people are enjoying it. They wanted to wrestle for the best, but they're still indie guys. But it doesn't fucking hurt the company. No. I think they're starting to finally fucking realize that. Which is great. And great for AJ. Ambrose losing, well, I wasn't too broken up about it.
0: Uh, I I wasn't very broken up about it either. I mean, I like Ambrose, but it was really cool to see AJ finally get that championship.
1: The the real question is, did Ambrose (laughs) sabotage his run? Uh, What do you mean? There's a lot of people talking that I've heard. They think the Stone Cold podcast ruined his title push.
0: Oh, because, you know... I don't think WWE would be that petty.
1: I don't think so either. But you go back and watch the podcast, and you're just not—I don't know—something was off. I don't know if it was just Ambrose wanting to be Ambrose, or if it was Stone Cold just being Stone Cold, or like the, I think it was both. They just—they didn't gel, and it kind of made me go. You know, I really don't care if Ambrose is a champion now. Like, I cared less about him, and I shouldn't feel that way. You know what I mean?
0: I actually... I was actually on the other side. I was like... I thought Stone Cold was being a dick.
1: Well, he usually is.
0: I mean, to call out the champion and say he's basically being a shitty champion is what he did. And and even Daniel Bryan came to his defense about that. He was like, you know... uh, We don't need to hear Stone Cold saying that about uh, Ambrose. (laughs) And so it was just... I don't know, man. It's just... uh, I hope that that's not why his championship ended, or the reign got screwed over stone that. Stone Cold said so? Yeah, Stone Cold said so.
1: I hope not either, but those are just the buzzings that I've heard, that since the interview, it's just, no, we're, we're done with this Ambrose done, we're, this push, we're done with it. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not, but and I'm not going to say he's been a shitty champion, but I can't think of, other than AJ Styles, of a... You know yeah you, you know what i mean he won the title and then everyone was like yay and then that was it like there was never a, a a yay moment you know what i mean like there was no i mean there was the triple threat match but it wasn't like the coming out match of dean fucking ambrose it was just oh, okay he won yeah so is he just one of those guys that world title is just not gonna work or is it the character, or is it, no, he just, he does now have to legitimately go heel and just be a dick. I, I don't and think not, he's turning he, heel. He's but. probably not going to. I mean, he would have to do stuff that nobody likes. Like, quite literally, be Jericho. Which, even that isn't even working because people are courting him now. Yeah. Because wrestling fans are stupid. Overall, not a bad pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, it was. uh I I enjoyed it.
1: Got some interesting results that I don't think any of us were expecting, and
0: yeah, considering the card, I was not expecting something particularly impressive. And they were like, "Hey, well, that was pretty impressive,
1: actually." So after all that shit, this is a long show today. Why don't we
2: get into Monday Night Raw?
1: So the opening segment is um, not talking about blast, that because they're it's completely ignoring that it's Mick Foley in the ring being Mick Foley and promoting Christmas and shit and he says tonight we're going to have a match to see who's going to fight Charlotte at Clash of the Champions it's going to be Sasha Banks, Bayley and Dana Brooke now they're teasing Brooke and Charlotte breaking up um, I don't think it's going to happen I just think they're they're fucking with us Um, So it's an impromptu triple threat match to which Sasha Banks gets the win. So it's going to be Sasha versus Charlotte at Clash of the Champions, even though Sasha automatically gets a rematch. But Bailey beat Charlotte last week, so she should be getting a match as well. But then, uh, yeah, Brooklyn's in there, and, you know, I'll take it for what it's worth, but if you were going to just give Sasha the the title shot just give her the title shot but they need an excuse to get all the people in there
0: i got i i liked what charlotte said to dana brooke by the way that was fucking brutal she was just like dana tried to speak up and she's like excuse me did i say you could talk if you say another word i will slap the taste out of your mouth and it's like god damn
1: oh man yeah, Charlotte's becoming more into her own now since turning heel. When she was a face, it was just, I can't believe her. As a heel, she's just a bitch. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> she's just a bitch. Ah. So, way to go, Sasha. I guess. Don't get injured for the third time this year. Uh, backstage, uh, the Shining Stars are handing out pamphlets to buy timeshare in Puerto Rico. And our truth considers it because he's our truth. Uh, Bo Dallas is all, only I can believe in fucking Bo Dallas. And beats the shit out of a jobber. Yay, Bo Dallas. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, we then have the highlight reel with Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn to which Jericho is all, you're a stupid idiot, Sammy Zayn. 69 thumbtacks in the fucking arm. Ambrose can suck a dick. Uh,. Fucking, my best friend is Kevin Owens and and you can kiss his ass and fuck you you stupid idiot ginger ninja to which is Zanisal dude you need to fucking chill because Bon Jovi called he wants his fucking hair back and uh, fuck you if you want to fight me I'll kick your ass to which Jericho hits him over the head with a, his cell phone and it, and it didn't break so it must be a Samsung and uh, they're, they're apparently going to have a match that's going to be cool. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. At least it was quick. It, it wasn't like a highlight reel that lasted 30 and a half minutes. You know, like some of them tend to. We then get Cesaro going up against Sheamus in the best of 11 48 whatever match we're up, you know, we're up to. Uh, Cesaro gets the win by putting his feet on the rope. We're going to ignore that. Because, you know, reasons and shit. Um, go Cesaro, but...
0: Yeah, the the commentary team acted like it was totally cool that he did that, so I wouldn't think anything much of it. They were acting like, Ha-ha! Cesaro got it, Got one over on Seamus! Ha-ha-ha! It's like, it's totally cool when a face cheats. Whatever. Yeah,
1: but when a heel... So then we get the match of the night, and I'm, I'm joking here. It's Nia Jax versus Alicia Fox, who, up until last week, I forgot, was even fucking employed with the company. She pulls off Crazy Black Chick from the ghetto really well. And she proved that when she was going crazy against Nia Jax and threw a box at her on accident. Well, Nia got her receipt and beat the shit out of Alicia Fox and tackled her through the fucking barricade. Now, I know people weren't cheering Nia before the match, but they were definitely impressed after the match. Yeah. Because skinny black chick got her ass kicked by a big, fat black chick. Uh, Naya's Samoan. Samoan, but, whatever. Uh, Just under the same light, they're the same color. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not joking. They're quite literally the same fucking color. Was this Nia Jax's coming out party? Because Alicia got her ass handed to her and there isn't much of an ass there to be given anyway just fuck (sighs) New Day come out and everyone knows I love the New Day because they always defend their tag titles yeah and they're all we do entertainment don't touch our thing because we're the New Day and we rock so Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson said, okay, you do entertainment, we'll do wrestling. And Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson defeat Kofi and Xavier. I don't know if that was intentional, but it kind of felt like they just shut on entertainment. <laughs> I kind of feel like wrestling won tonight. Good, yeah. sh- good showing, though, by Xavier, though. He doesn't get in the ring often, but when he does, he's Pretty good.
0: Yeah, he, um for the longest time, we just assumed he wasn't as good as the other two. But when he gets in there, especially lately, he fucking tears the house down. He wants to, pr- he's got something to prove, you know. He wants
1: to prove he's not just the uh, the mouthpiece. Which is usually what he is. But when he is in the ring and works, he's just, he's not bad. So why the fuck don't they put him in the ring more often? Unless he's the one that's going to break up New Day.
0: Uh, I don't know
1: you know he'll he'll he will have his francesca too in the background and he'll swing Big biggie and you'll hear a fan go no yeah
0: it'll be like when the shield broke up and that one fan just lost it no
1: it was still real to him
0: <laughs> yeah that was that was like a that was the most real scream i've ever heard from a fan like he was ready to just cry
1: i think his hopes and dreams died that night Yeah, like you could have told him that he was going to die of cancer or that his dog died or he was never going to have sex. You could have told him any bit of bad news. The Shield breaking up was like the worst news ever that night to him. (laughs) Yeah, like nothing compared to that. (laughs) No. Jinder Mahal, where the fuck has he been? Goes up against Jack Swagger. Where's he been? And Jinder Mahal
0: talked about him being a peaceful man of peace yeah. and peaceness, and then he beat Jack Swagger
1: with peace yeah, and then after the match we're all, Jack Swagger, your contract for Raw is coming up do you have any comments about what's going on and he just walks off and he does some weird
0: shit on Smackdown yeah,
1: who the fuck did they build in this feud Jinder Mahal is a decent worker I just don't I don't want to say just make him the Arabian terrorist, but outside of being a an Arabian royal or an Arabian terrorist, what the fuck are they going to do with him? Like I don't, know. Just, I, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with them, but I guess go gender. I, I, I don't know. We then have Epico go up against Enzo Amore. Enzo cuts a promo and loses because. That's what they do now They lose Which is what they've been doing in NXT So I guess nothing's changed But Yeah, they're,
0: they're uh, best friends with Bray Wyatt I'm sure
1: Apparently so uh, And Epico gets the win And they're tell- selling timeshare To go to Puerto Rico The shining star of the Caribbean <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just fucking waiting for Carl Leder to come back That's all we're all fucking waiting for
2: and what Senzo and Kaz going
1: to do, I have no fucking clue. Uh, we went backstage, and um, Seth Rollins is talking to somebody. He's talking to Stephanie, and he's all, you know, you, you fucking you fucked everything up. I should just have a fucking title shot. He goes, fucks. To which they're all, no, you're not getting shit. Um, I didn't know that my husband was going to pedigree you in the middle of the fucking ring. So you need to go fuck off because Kevin Owens is going to fight Roman Reigns and if Roman Reigns gets the win over Kevin Owens, he's going to be inserted into the match and you're going to just have to fucking deal with it and just fuck it. So let's tell the truth here, folks. I know everyone's booing Roman. But this was not a bad match. It's Kevin Owens. Now you could say that Kevin Owens carried him. You could say that. But you could also say that Brock carried him. And everybody else that Roman Reigns has fought carried him. But I don't think so. I think Roman is just as good as anybody else. And the people just won't fucking accept it. I mean, yeah, he's not doing flips and shit. And, like, you know,
0: fucking... uh, He's not doing an indie moveset. Yes, it's very standard um, power moves. But it's not, like, bad. I mean... It's all, he does it all with some, I think he does it with style, honestly, and he has that black tiger bomb that's really fucking dope. Yeah, he has, a, he, he has a pretty decent spear. I mean, sometimes it does not as good, and other times it's fucking amazing, like the time he speared Big Show. and
1: It's like I tell everyone that I hates on Braun Strowman. He doesn't do much, but what he does, he does very well. And Roman is very charismatic. He can play both parts. People just need to fucking get over it. Um, yeah, be, caref- be
0: careful what you say there. I'm sure those are fighting words to some people. Charismatic Roman Reigns?
1: Just People just need to fucking get over it. Everyone can't be fucking charismatic. You know, Benoit wasn't charismatic, and he put on fucking clinics in the ring, so fuck you. Uh, so what ends up happening is Rollins comes down on the ring, and he's all, ah, fuck you, Roman. <laughs> Mick Foley and Fit Finley, of all people, come down and eject him from the match. The match restarts. Um, Owens... Beast of Shed of Roman Roman Beast of Shed of Owens back and forth again they exchange power bombs Rusev puts his dick in the match uh, distracts Roman Owens gets the win One two three. so we're going to have Seth versus Owens at Clash of the Champions and I'm sure we're finally going to have Rusev versus Roman at Clash of the Champions because during this whole entire fucking match I was sitting here going whatever happened to the Roman Rusev feud oh I remember now and they reminded me end of raw it was okay yeah uh
0: i guess everybody everybody was like it's over man that rusev feud is over roman's going back to the main event he's gonna get the title again it's like oh i guess you were wrong he's they didn't forget they just uh they put it off for a while because Roman Or not because of It wasn't even really Due to Roman honestly It was because um, Rusev Was going back to Bulgaria To get To uh, To have his uh, Second wedding ceremony With Lana And have like a honeymoon Vacation and stuff
2: Yeah
1: so Which I totally got But it was like Everyone just forgot That that happened Yeah basically It was Roman just beat the shit Out of Rusev And he disappeared And he was We were supposed
0: to pretend That he's selling that he was actually just uh, renewing or doing another wedding ceremony with his wife. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that was Raw. So why don't we wrap this show up and get into Tuesday Night Smackdown. I'm my time As long as it takes to What's rightfully mine rightful be the longest show we've ever done. I think it has been and we don't even have Strada oh, Rambling on and on About his name is Claudio Casagnoli And telling us about indie matches That took place in 1965 in <laughs> <laughs> Swedish kroners Yeah I miss you, Strata. I do, but man, there there were times, man, where he, the guy would just go off. I was seriously going to do Strata Bingo, and just and the prize would have been WrestleMania tickets or something. Nobody <laughs> would have fucking won because he would have fucked it all up.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, so this is September thirteenth, uh, two days after the. Uh, backlash, I guess. Uh, they're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, we got Mara, Renaldo, JBL, David Otunga. Uh,
1: Who just talks in sound bites? I've come yeah. to the conclusion, Otunga, you used to be a wrestler at one point, and then you just married some bitch, and she totally fucked up your wrestling career, and now you're finally back, and you just talk in sound bites. Like I don't know if you're a heel or a face, or he's a he's a face. It's I would just, say. Like, I don't get what he's there for. So we're uh, live in Philadelphia. It's a new
0: world champion, WWE world champion, AJ Styles, a.k.a. the face that runs the place, a.k.a. the champ that runs the camp. The worst phrase I think I've ever heard him say. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. He's a southern boy with some farmer strength.
0: Yeah, he's That's a good song. I love his fucking song. It's hilarious. They don't it's want none, gangster.
1: They don't it's want none. Fucking Gangster, and he's talking about a farm boy. It's like, how the fuck? We some southern boys with some farmer string, kid, or what was it? Uh, ain't nobody man enough to take the pain. Ain't nobody breaking this redneck. And then uh, he and you go, "Oh shit, he really is a redneck."
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so AJ Styles grabs a mic, he's in the ring, and he's like, THE CHAMP IS HERE! And, uh, it's like, I told the WWE Universe, I told him I'd beat John Cena, and I did! I beat up John Cena at SummerSlam! Told everyone I'd beat Dean Ambrose, and I did! I beat Dean Ambrose at Backlash! And now, I'm your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion! Or, yeah, World Whatever. It's one of those things. Um, I could even be seen in Ambrose with one arm tied behind my back at the same time. These lips don't lie. And this trophy right here, it's the fucking proof, buddy boy. I'm the face that runs the place and now I'm the champ that runs the camp. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, Then John Cena's music hits. So it's...
1: You know what they need to do? They seriously need to do this. Whenever John Cena does a run-in or anything, they just need that clip from the radio and hey, his name is John Cena, and just hit it, and it works.
0: Yeah, it would, it would, it would grab the younger audience for sure because they're into that shit. Huh. The memes. Huh. Uh, his name is John. So Cena gets a mic, and uh, he gets inside the ring, mixed reaction from Philadelphia.
1: And I'm sure the great Thesbian that he is, he just buried AJ. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, this is, so I'm John Cena. I think you know me well at this point, motherfucker. And you hear these people? They know what I want. They know what belongs to me. They know you have it, motherfucker. They know your dumb redneck ass has something that belongs to me. And, uh, and then AJ goes, Oh, yeah, your little, your little, uh, wristband here I've been wearing on my, wearing on my shoulder. Hey, you can have it back, stupid motherfucker. Ah, here. He throws it in his face. John Cena doesn't flinch. And he just gives him this look, like, uh That's not what I meant, asshole. You have something else that belongs to me. What, your virginity?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Took that too at SummerSlam. <laughs> um. <laughs> you don't want none. See, uh
0: bad news. I finally decided I want that again. You know what? It's about time. It's about time. I beat Ric Flair's motherfucking record because I'm John goddamn Cena, and I am the best fucking wrestler in the history of the fucking universe. Fuck the Universal Championship. That don't mean shit to me. And, uh... I want that. I want to beat Flair, and you're going to fucking give it to me, asshole. And, uh... Uh... What what was the style said? He said, uh... Oh, yeah, Cena said, I can't think of a better guy to get the title from because you're the face that runs the place, but I'm the man who doesn't quit, bitch. I've got one goal left, and that's 16-time world champion. And, uh...
1: But that doesn't break Flair's record.
0: No, it just ties it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So apparently Cena can't do math either.
0: Or, Or I can't. I don't remember what he said, to be honest. Uh... Dean Ambrose music hits. Uh Styles holds up the world uh, championship in his face. Ambrose grabs the mic. He's like, You crazy bloody son of a bitch! You made the biggest mistake of your life when you messed with me on Sunday, boy. Oh yeah. You took something from me. No, see, championships, they come and go. They come and go, man, I can fucking handle that, but you fucking stole from me. You took something from me, and I swear to, I swear to God, for the rest of your fucking life, I'm gonna make your fucking life hell until I get that fucking championship back, and even when I get it back, you are gonna be dead in the fucking ground, you little redneck cocksucker, you piece of shit, I swear to God, I will fucking kill you. And then Cena's like, Ambrose, you fucking suck. Shut the hell up.
1: This is the greatest fucking smackdown ever.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Cena was a dick for no reason to Ambrose. Uh, Cena's like, dude, you're complaining about getting kicked in the nuts when you when you dropped him on the rope last week. And I'm like, Cena, that was that was not even a match. That was you can't even compare the two. Shut the fuck up. And then <laughs> and then Cena is like. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Shut up, Cena! Quit being an ass. And uh, uh, Cena says, "You know what? Stone Cold was fucking right about you. He's, you know, he said you rested on your laurels and you're a shitty champion. You know what, bro? You fucking are. You're the fucking worst champion I've ever seen in my goddamn life. You ugly son of a bitch. You know what? Get the fuck out of my way. This is my fucking championship. I'm taking it. Ambrose, you don't deserve shit because you're a shitty champion." And then Ambrose, this is like – this was a good promo from all three guys to be honest, especially Ambrose and, and John Cena. Ambrose is like – he's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have me confused with someone who gives a shit what you have to say. And uh you know what? I, I don't give a damn – about anything you do. You're a lazy-ass part-timer. You're the guy who was supposed to always be here. But look at you now. You're off doing your little fucking morning shows and your stupid-ass movies and all this shit. You're the fucking rock now, you little bitch. I don't want to hear you step up to me ever again. So it gets really fucking complicated and 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 just full of shit in the ring. And then (laughs) he calls him. He's like, Cena, you're a corporate puppet. You can't do shit in the ring anymore. You're old. You're a fucking part-timer. I mean, you what the fuck? You couldn't even beat fucking AJ Styles at SummerSlam. You couldn't do it. Who the fuck made... What, what makes you think you're fucking anybody anymore? And, uh... Shane McMahon comes out. Uh, he gets a big reaction from Philadelphia. And uh, he says, John, AJ, Ambrose, you're being a bunch of... Cunts, quit it! It's time. I think you guys should have a match, but not tonight. So, what I'm gonna do? Because Styles took the easy way out. Uh, you're gonna have a one-on-match, one-on-one, or something. I don't know. Let me let me read this again. I'm I may be getting this mixed up. One
1: on one-on-one-on-one uh, on one on one on one match. <laughs>
0: Ambrose, you might get your one on one match at a later time, but right now, Cena deserves a match with AJ Styles. Which I don't fucking get how! I'm fucking, I don't get it either. Um, and then, and then he kind of changes it and says it's gonna be a triple threat match at No Mercy, and then Shane's like, uh, that's where we're gonna settle things, so, uh, but tonight, I really like this dynamic of uh, John Cena and Dean Ambrose, who don't get along at all. You guys are going to be on a team. You're going to fight AJ Styles and a partner of your choosing. Oh, and AJ, since you're such a dick, I know nobody wants to be your partner, but if you can't find one, we will appoint you one, which would be uh, James later on in the night, the jobber who Braun beat up, <laughs> like, last month, and that was great. Uh, uh, yeah, Dan O'Brien is going to appoint him a partner. Uh, Randy Orton is going to address Bray Wyatt later but first uh, they're going to have a fatal five way number one contenders match for the uh, new women's title that uh, Becky has and it's going to have Nikki Bella, Carmella, Naomi Alexa Bliss and Natalya and by the way I'm not a big huge fan of Alexa Bliss but I like her little her her little pigtails That's that's adorable
1: uh, yeah, Morgan Robbie, I'm sure, is loving it, too. Uh,
0: I, I'm not big on the fact that she's probably getting it from Suicide Squad, especially since the announced team even made that joke. But uh, she's pulling it off better than Harley Quinn did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not... Uh the, I mean, I don't think she's bad, but I hear people constantly say she's, like, the hottest chick in all of WWE. Oh, like she, oh, no. Like, she wins all these polls and stuff, and I'm like, she's pretty as fuck, yeah. But, I mean, how is she – is she that damn good-looking, really? But, I mean, I think Betty's better – Betty – Becky is better-looking, personally.
1: I won't argue that one. I I, I just won't argue that one.
0: So, we come back from a commercial, it's the Hype Brothers versus the Usos, uh, the Usos are still, yo, we gangsta as fuck, we Samoan, we gonna fuck shit up, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't even hype, y'all, y'all flaccid. Y'all fucking flaccid. Y'all can't get up no more. Y'all need some Viagra in your life, you fucking white motherfucker. We don't even need face paint anymore. That shit's for little kids, man. Fuck little kids. We fucking gangster now, man. I got a gun on me. Look at this shit. I'm carrying, bitch. Anyway, winners uh, are Uzi Usos. Uh, also, Jimmy cheated. Uh, he raked the eyes of uh, Mojo Rawley, which, uh, okay, whatever. He Slater's going to sign his contract later tonight. Uh... We also get a Kurt Hawkins video package and Kurt uh, Hawkins is uh acting like a douche. And he's saying it's time to face the facts because I am uh a Chuck Norris meme from circa two thousand four. Uh or two thousand six, whenever it was, uh, when the Chuck Norris thing started. It's the twelve years behind. Yeah, the WWE is very behind on this joke. Uh The Miz and Maurice are deciding they're going to have something to say here, so...
1: Oh, so they're not going to fuck on stage?
0: Uh, I don't know if I want to see that. I mean...
1: I'm I'm honestly waiting for that to happen, but they just start going, fuck the match, let's just start fucking.
0: Uh, So we're going to have uh, another uh, in-ring sex celebration or whatever? Probably. Uh, Live sex celebration, that's what it was called. The only only difference...
1: The only difference is Miz will go, Maurice, what's my motivation? What's my character? Take two. Uh, (laughs) Take (laughs) two.
0: What's my motivation? (laughs) Oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) So Miz grabs the mic and he says, uh, You know, for weeks I've been accused of being a coward. I've been shit on, I've been pissed on. There's been nuclear waste poured down my pants.
1: That's usually from Maurice.
0: <laughs> you could call me whatever uh, whatever you want though because see, I left motherfucking backlash. I left that shit place. I left it with my fucking hot-ass wife. And I'm now on day 162 of my fucking infinitely long, never-ending WWE Intercontinental Championship Extraordinaire Extravaganza. And I'm going to hold this title longer than all 132 other former people who have had it. Because this title finally belongs to someone prestigious. So Dolph Ziggler comes out to interrupt with a mic in hand. It's like, Ziggler, what are you even doing? You lost. Come on. Uh, Ziggler is like, Miz, you know, I kind of find it funny that that you're talking about being an actual champion, because you know deep down inside, no matter what, Miz, you're a piece of shit, and and we all know it. I mean, you know, it. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to be a true top guy or main eventer. Come on, you, I mean, back when you were a ma- back when you were a main eventer, that was that was bullshit. We all know that was just a thing they did for because they, they they needed somebody. Come on, don't even come on. You're a piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) WWE Universe is always going to see through you Miz, they're going to see the shit Uh, (laughs) So Miz is like I want to make something clear I've lived and I've died based on what the WWE Universe taught, that shit doesn't get me fucking anywhere, I'm not going to deal with them shitheads anymore Okay, so, so this is how it is man this is how it is you, you, you can bury me six fucking feet under, just like your shitty career, Ziggler. And uh, Ziggler's like, you know, you're kind of right. My career has been pretty dog shit lately, man. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, look at it. It's, it's awful. Nobody gives a damn about me anymore. But you know what, Miz? You're always going to have an asterisk next to your name because you're a cunt and your wife does everything for you. And uh, if you want to earn some respect... Uh, you'll prove it right now. And fight me. No stunt doubles, no wives, no excuses. Just you and me. Uh, Maurice jumps on the mic. Uh, she gets booed to hell. And uh, then she's like, You want the Dolph Ziggler is asking for title match? Ms. Graham's mic, value. That's Aburu I don't even know what she's speaking actually. I think she's French. So that was more like, Indian.
1: That was more Lana meets all seem from Street Fighter. I don't know what the I f-
0: <laughs> I don't know how to do a French accent, to be honest. Oh, oh unless we go like a man. wee oui, oui.
1: There you go, do it as a man because <laughs> okay. what does it matter? Like, <laughs> Mint married up, so.
0: I am Maurice. Oui, wee. Oui. I am from France. And in France, we fuck daily. We, we use the baguette as the dildo and oh my god I just want to bang the shit out of my uh, Miss every night he is the hottest man on the planet and, and you Ziggler you are ugly fucking smelly American dog shit over in France oh god you wouldn't even belong we'd throw you down a sewer drain <laughs> uh, and while she's trying to talk Miz is—they're uh, they're like booing—and Miz is like, "You shut the fuck up while my wife is talking." <laughs> Andy Bryan comes out. Uh, Bryan's like, uh, "Yo, Maurice, you cheated a backlash. I fucking saw it. You can't hide from me." Hey, what's uh, now, so that's the only reason Miz is still the Intercontinental Champion. So you know what? Ziggler's getting a rematch. Uh, Miz is like a- a- Miz is not putting up with it Miz is like you know what no he's not getting a rematch I disagree I want my contract renegotiated I told you we were going to get it renegotiated so that's what we're going to do Brian you don't get what you want until I get what I want so you know what I'm not defending this title I'm calling my own shots, Daniel uh, you can fucking deal with it and I'm leaving goodbye and he just leaves through the crowd with he doesn't even run he just walks off with his wife He's flipping them off practically, like "fuck you guys." I, I this is my contract. Go to hell. So so Miz leaves like a fucking pimp, and Brian and <laughs> Brian and Ziggler are just standing there like, "damn son," I don't even know what we can say to that. So
1: <laughs> he leaves like a pimp. <laughs>
0: uh, he's actually he went on Facebook and put a new uh, promo thing up where he's saying he wants to be signed for, with Raw with people who will appreciate him so he's trying to renegotiate his contract in k to get on Raw apparently but uh i don't know if he goes on Raw i mean i'm going to miss this 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 shit with Brian and Ziggler. but if he gets on Raw hopefully we could get somebody you know that that could like Cesaro or 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 Rusev i don't know
1: but mostly I sorrow. I don't think Miz is going anywhere. I think the Brian Miz saga is going somewhere. Yeah, maybe, I
0: mean, uh which, by the way, as he was talking shit, you should have seen Brian's face again. Oh, my God. He was starting to walk towards the ring slowly and started to climb up into the ring. <laughs> like, he was just ready to murder Miz. I, I think maybe Brian... I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe he'll wrestle again. I'm not holding my breath. But they sure are teasing it. Which, that could be the only reason they're doing it. They just want to tease it to make people watch. But, I would love to see him just, maybe just do the running knee to Miz and give him the finger. Uh. (laughs) So, we have a rematch uh, between a Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews.
1: Your favorite couple.
0: Yeah, um, Corbin just walks out, attacks him right away, throws him out the ring, and does the end of days outside of the uh, uh, ring on the mats, I guess, around the ring. Uh, so it's no contest. Um, then, as Corbin is leaving, Jack Swagger's music hits. Swagger's walking down the ramp. He kind of looks at Corbin like, hey, you know what? You're a dick. And then he just keeps walking, and we're just like, okay. What, uh, then Swagger gets on the mic, and before he even says anything, the weird thing is he has, like, a wallet chain and a backwards cap and, like, a black shirt on and jeans and shit. And we're like, what? <laughs> what? What's going on? And, and so Swagger is like, he's like, as of today, SmackDown Wive is, the new home of 1201 and I'm fucking I'm fucking Jack Swagger and and you don't know Jack if you didn't know I was gonna be on this show because I got the biggest wisp in all of the fucking guys in the entire fucking country <laughs>
1: and, and I am I am so happy to fucking be here because I'm Jack Swagger.
0: <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's not just gonna be us doing good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be we. We the people! Yeah! And so, yeah, uh, he did the weirdest promo. I don't know what. He was doing like, weird jokes and like, trying to sound like, hip and cool and shit. And, it was really strange. I, I probably didn't get that across. I was trying to do his lisp, but uh,
1: That made Mike Tyson sound like a fucking linguist. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um.
0: So they have, after that, a SmackDown Women's Championship qualifying fatal five-way number one contenders match with Naomi, Nikki Bella, Natalia, Alexa Bliss, whatever her name is, Carmella. And uh, this was all right. Um, Nikki did some work. She's getting. She's. You know what? She gets better every year when she's around. Uh, like Nikki turned the rack attack into that that sit out, fucking whatever the hell that thing is that F- she does. Now. It's
1: an F U K O.
0: It's 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 not something I expected. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it, she took like the attitude adjustment and the RKO and merged them. It's. Weird.
0: But, uh, yeah, um, Alexa Bliss won the number one contenders spot, so she's gonna be fighting Becky and, uh, whatever. Uh, backstage, uh, yeah, I should have been mentioning backstage all night, AJ Styles has been trying to get a partner for his match. First guy he ran into was Baron Corbin. He said, well, well, big ol' Baron Corbin, you're a real son of a bitch. Why don't you come and have a match with me? I mean, don't you want to be in the ring with the champ? Baron Corbin's just like, uh, frankly, I'd rather beat the shit out of the champ. I don't want to be your goddamn partner. Get the fuck out of my face, you little midget. And uh, so he's like, damn! <laughs> he just kind of walks off. And then he runs into Kane. He's like, well, the devil's favorite demon. And the phenomenal one, wouldn't that be a fucking badass team? Come on, I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, uh, Kane, AJ Styles, and 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 Kane just looks at him, and he just goes,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just walks off laughing. And uh AJ was just like, "Well, what the hell, man? I don't, I don't even." <sighs> so later, he's he's going to try to find someone later, but first. We get Heath Slater signing his SmackDown Live contract. Shane McMahon is in the ring with a contract on the table. Uh, he's talking about uh, Heath Slater, saying, uh, you're, you've seized the opportunity to become the SmackDown Tag Team champion with Rhino a Backlash, and uh, uh, you know what? You deserve a championship and uh, also uh, and a contract. And Slater has a new shirt on. I've seen it. It's actually, you can buy it. Um, uh I forgot what the front says. I think it says I, I think it says I need this job and the back says I have kids. And uh so uh
1: yeah, I need to sell at the newsstand at the at the, at the places yeah. <laughs> Just Gatorade just with an S on it.
0: Yeah. Um Get some ECW chance. Slater's pointing at Rhino. Uh, Shane congratulates them uh, and it says he's a man of his word. Uh, Slater uh, takes makes it official. He signs a contract. Um, Slater holds up the contract and he and he t- grabs a mic. And he's like, "Woo, he's Slater, baby! Thanks to Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan for making this happen, man." I mean, you don't even know! Man, my wife, my kids, we moving into a double wire, baby! We gonna get our pool filled up again! I just wanna thank my buddy Rhino here. He's the best. Man, I couldn't have got here without him. And I also wanna thank all my kids. And my littlest one, we getting you a tongue!
1: Oh god. <laughs>
0: Says I I promise, baby. The first thing we gonna buy is you a tongue. (laughs) It's like (laughs) wow. And then Ascension's music hits. Connor and Victor come out with some really sick face paint that I haven't seen before. Um, uh, Ah, they challenge them. Well, you're real fighting champions, right? Oh wait, let me do. Let me do the old school. Uh, (laughs) when they first showed up, voice. So you're real fighting champions, right? We're the Ascension! And we're pro fucking wrestlers! 80s motherfucker! And, uh, Slater's like, Whoa, buddy! I just I just signed, man! Let me just, you know, chill for a minute! I don't need to defend this! Come on! I mean, what do you think, Shane? Let me just take none off! What do you say? And Shane's like, Actually, you know, I think you should defend it, so fuck off and defend it. Uh, so they, um, have a match with the Ascension. Uh, it's, it's pretty decent. They win, uh, they're still tag team champions. So, yay! Uh, Randy Orton addresses Bray Wyatt. He goes to the ring. And uh, he gets a big reaction from Philadelphia. And uh, Randy does his Orton pose. Then he grabs a mic. And he says, Bray Wyatt, are you truly the face of fear? Because uh, I'm not afraid of you. And I think if you're the face of fear, it's because you're afraid. So... Uh that's why you attacked me. And um, uh I think I need some uh, I think I need some coffee or something I'm thinking of false um, uh, uh Uh sorry Oh it's just, uh, uh,
2: uh and Bray Wyatt
0: interrupts and uh he's like You see Randy A wise man Knows when to give up And see Orton I gave you a gift I gave you a way out And Orton you decided to embarrass me And oh buddy you shouldn't embarrass Bray Wyatt Because I get embarrassed on a daily basis So don't sleep Randy Do not sleep Because I'm gonna fuck you in the ass when you do And so uh Wyatt disappears off the Titan, Tron. And then we get a live shot of Wyatt now standing right behind Orton. And Orton's like, come on, bring it on. Bring it, bring it, bring it on, RKO's. Come on, bring it. I got an RKO, just bring it. I have an RKO. I have it in my pocket. I will just pull it out. And then they do the... And uh, Eric Rowan is right behind him, which I thought these guys had broken up, so they can't even make up their mind on doing what they want to do with Bray Wyatt. The only thing they can seem to remember to do correctly with Bray Wyatt that they always want to do is make him lose that is the single most consistent thing about Bray Wyatt is that he loses everything else is up in the air uh, so uh, Rowan gets his ass kicked and gets an RKO because Rowan um, Rowan has no career he exists to job um, thanks Rock uh, welcome <clears throat> John Cena, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles, and, uh, Danny Bryan introduces AJ Styles to his new teammates as well. I've been looking for a guy, man, and I found the guy. He exemplifies everything we need, and, and, and I think he'll be a great partner for you. This is James Ellsworth, and it's the jobber that Braun Strowman beat up, uh, I want to say a month ago. Yep. The first one with no chin. <laughs> and the, and the, f- <laughs> the shitty hair, no physique whatsoever, he's like a pudgy little skinny, absolutely no muscle tone, none, <laughs> he looks like he's never stepped out of his room, um, I probably look like I have, I probably look more threatening than he does, by honest, and and I'm a fat ass, so, but, uh, and he has that hilarious skull tattoo, like he thinks it makes him look badass, it's great, I love him. Uh, him and, him and Johnny Knockout, the guy that loves big sweaty men, those are the two, those are the two jobbers they need to sign the permanent contracts. And, uh, uh, so, uh, that's going to be his partner, and he, he comes out after, after AJ Styles. Then Miz shows up, who had left earlier, um, he does the skull crushing finale on James Ellsworth. And, uh, and then he looks in the camera and he says, What did I fucking tell you, Daniel? What did I fucking tell you? This is on my terms now, you little bitch. You can't wrestle for shit. In fact, you can't even wrestle. So you know what? I'm gonna be his fucking tag team partner tonight, and I'm gonna kick everybody's ass. And I swear to fuck, if you come out here, I will fucking kill you. And, uh, Miz uh, Daniel Bryan is, um, pretty irate because he comes out I think maybe sometime later. I don't remember. Um, I may be just thinking of earlier. Anyway, John Cena, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles and The Miz. Um, It was okay, but it was basically a John Cena match after um, he got tagged in. Uh, Dean Ambrose refused to tag John Cena in for the longest time. He finally tagged him in. John Cena cleaned house. Um, He... What do think of how exactly... Something went wrong here. Um, yeah, um... He won the match, and then John Cena's trying to be all buddy-buddy with Ambrose and hold his arm up or whatever, and Ambrose is just like, uh, no. And he kicks him in the gut and gives him the dirty deeds. And, uh, so that's... Uh... Yeah. John Cena, Dean Ambrose won. Cena's laid out... Uh... Ambrose tells Cena, I'm going to see you at no mercy, and if you ever dis- bleh, disrespect me again, I will fuck your ass. And uh <laughs> I learned from Sheiky, baby. I will make you humble. Uh, so we see a shot of AJ Styles holding up the WWE Championship on the ramp, and he's like, I'm going to shoot you all in the head. Ha And uh, yeah, <clears throat> so that was the end of SmackDown.
1: Uh it was it was it was good. Especially the beginning. Yeah, I have to say some parts of the middle some parts well that's just been WWE consistently it's very rare we get a show from start to finish that's just ball dropping jaw gripping or that should be the way around. Um ball gripping, ball gripping, jaw dropping. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know it's the kind of show that grabs you by the balls and you have no choice but to watch but you know um uh, no, this has got to be the longest fucking show we have done in a long fucking time. Uh, so I thank CM Punk for that. Uh,
0: I think we started at like what was it? Like two o'clock, maybe? Uh, and it's five twenty now, so it's been over
1: three hours at least. So this is well, this is payback because I couldn't talk last week. Couldn't get out of fucking bed last week, folks. If you knew how sick I was, and the fact that I was dumb enough to go to work is just absolutely ridiculous. When you don't sleep for five days. <laughs> Maybe it was four days, I don't remember anymore. You start thinking shit. Like, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. I've never had sleeping problems before. So, those of you that have sleep apnea, my heart goes out to you. But. Yeah, it, uh, it's not fun. Like, I couldn't sleep. Like, I lay down, and then, like, you can't, like, two minutes later, you're awake. You can only do that for so long, to where you start to crack. Yeah, at some point, um. It's like you fall asleep two minutes before your alarm goes off. It's all
0: motherfucker! You start to kind of get, uh, what's the word? You get a little bit on edge. And stuff is like. You get a little paranoid, and. It, and you get irritable because you don't have sleep. Yeah, it's not a, it's not fun.
1: Then you go to sleep and you can't sleep. It's it's just an endless cycle of, like, this is hell. This has got to be the ninth circle of fucking hell. Like, I'll take what happened to CM Punk over not sleeping. But (laughs) I think think, uh, most people would, just for the money. Half the money, I swear to God. Uh, So, yeah, payback for not having a show last week, because, again, I couldn't talk. I mean, my highest octave was, like, .5. I mean, there was no way. And, wow. Um, Yeah. So, also, before we go out, um, go out to, uh, what happened in New York last night. There was, those of you that don't know, there was a bombing of some kind in New York. Oh, man, I had not even heard anything about that. I happened happened to sleep. Yeah, it happened last night around 6 p.m. Arizona time, and, uh, to my knowledge, nobody got hurt. But, uh, before we call terrorism and all that shit, let's, uh, let's, I don't know shit, Hopefully everyone's okay, and that's going to do of it all for this week's episode of. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and tell us what you think about CM Punk getting his ass kicked, Ryback winning his name, AJ Styles winning the championship, and Heath Slater buying a tongue. Because <laughs> that's the thing now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not impossible to get a
1: tongue transplant. But. I, I guess not, but I mean, just fuck. That'll do it all for this episode. We will see you next week. Have a good weekend, everyone.